0: We're not just doing this for money, we're doing it for a shitload of money! More important than selling ice cream, there's clowns who are killing people. We're all in danger. I knew it was a mistake to issue weapons.
1: All right, well, welcome to Movie Night. Uh, this week's movie. Hey. This, Thank you. This movie's <laughs> Omega Man. I don't know if we want to go around the table here and say hi to everybody. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's. <laughs> Will, Dan, you first. Looking at you guys.
2: Hi. <laughs> hi, I'm Rhino. <laughs>
1: I'm Apocalypse Dan.
2: I don't know who I am.
1: <laughs> and this oh, is Charlton geez. Heston.
2: Oh God! God, I want to kiss you so bad.
1: <laughs> Damn you, minorities! <laughs> you and them funky teeth. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this week's movie was Omega Man from 1971, directed by Boris Sagal, uh, born in Russia. In, Looks like in
2: relation to Steven Segal?
1: No, different spelling. Oh. Different spelling. It's it's Seagull and Seagull.
0: Oh, <laughs> sorry to interrupt you, Rondo. Nah, you can make know. Sorry,
1: no, you guys seem to be doing fine without me. It's <laughs> <laughs> like your feelings are hurt. <laughs> feelings or feelings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay.
1: Nah, All right. Well, up. like I was saying, nah, this movie is directed by a Boris Sagal who's mostly known for TV work. Did a lot of crime drama stuff back in the seventies. It really doesn't have too many other major films if this was even considered a major film um, <laughs> it is a warner brothers release i mean it's got to be somewhat of a major film i guess it's got heston in it
2: <laughs> yeah I, I i think even at that time it you know when he was like 97 years old or whatever that uh
1: yeah, he's still a pretty
2: big box office draw. Yeah, this
1: was the young Heston. This is the ninety the year old oh, Heston. Ooh. <laughs>
2: With Taking his on shirt his off, belly. oh man. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it nipples on his belly, pants up to his belly and irregular oh, nipple man. location.
1: Yeah. <laughs> He actually had those relocated in the war so nobody could shoot him off. Oh, God. And of course, that's the War of 1812.
0: What war was that?
1: Well, for anybody who doesn't know, Mega Man's based on the, the book I Am Legend written by Richard Matheson in 1954.
2: Very loosely based. <laughs> it roughly
1: follows the storyline. I think a lot of the the stuff is just condensed. They they, they
2: I must have missed the afro wearing in I Am Legend. <laughs> Did I skip that chapter
1: or something? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember were there any people of color in uh
2: <laughs> I'm I don't uh, pretty sure that in the uh in the original story the girl he finally run finally runs into is something other than Caucasian, but I don't know. No, because she's, sure.
1: she's a redhead. She's actually a uh, uh a really pale redhead. That huh. was, uh, I I downloaded the, the audio book just after I rewatched the movie and listened to the audio book like I saw on the guys it, it was actually it was really cool because the guy reading the book sounded a lot like Heston so it was like being there it was, it was like, <laughs> you could almost play the Maybe? play the audio over the
2: top of the movie <laughs> Considering how bad the soundtrack was in uh, Omega Man, that might actually be a blessing. The soundtrack know. is bad. Oh, you know, horrible! It's, it's a campy
1: ass movie, and Heston is definitely Hestoning it up throughout the whole thing. But it's to me, I I love it. It, it cracks me up. But yeah, the, yeah, uh, I, I, the soundtrack we definitely
2: is bad. have to set that up because this is this is a movie that kind of defies what we as movie bashers go after Because, I mean, everything that they do in this movie is worthy of being bashed. And yeah. yet I can say I've seen this movie four or five times and yeah. it won't be the last time I see it.
1: This is one of those movies that really kind of sets the the stereotype of Heston. You know, just the, the blatant overacting and the over-emoting over every damn thing. And, you know, the almost Shatner-esque way he acts. You know, this movie does it in spades here.
3: It's Spades.
1: <laughs> oh, I probably shouldn't use spades, huh? <laughs> All right, well, let's get going here. Uh the movie, like I said, stars Charlton Heston. He's the the main character in this story whose name is Robert Neville. And in this he's an army scientist who's working on a vaccine for a vac- uh, vaccine for a plague <laughs> that's uh the Chinese and the Russians were at war with each other and they I guess they unleashed this plague as like a biological weapon and through just like natural weather the the plague has wiped out the entire planet and before the plague got to everybody heston had been working on a vaccine for it but before he could even try the the vaccine he ended up having to use it on himself and hence he's the only at least at this point of the story we think the only living person on the planet um And it was in a
0: very horrible
1: helicopter
0: crash that was amazing. That was pretty bad. That was awful.
1: Terrifying.
2: A really important thing did happen with that, though, because this is the first interpretation of the story where where they actually throw him in the military. And, you know, Rhino, you had brought up, you know, it's a good way of getting rid of a lot of exposition. You know, they can just say instead of him having to do like in the original story where he has to go figure out how vaccines work and all this other stuff, we can just, you know, cut right to it and he's working on a vaccine. But. This big shift to turn Robert Neville from, you know, an ordinary person, you know, white-collar person, whatever, into a military <laughs> scientist, it's something they hold over into the I Am Legend version with uh, Will Smith.
1: See, and that's what I heard. I haven't seen the I Am Legend, but to me what it sounds like more, it's it's an Omega Man remake than an I Am Legend movie. It's, it's kind
2: of a split between the two. I, okay. Some of the some as far as a direct adaptation of the story, Last Man on Earth with Vincent Price was the most truest remake or uh, you know version of of the book told as a movie. But um, before we get into that, let's they did I Am Legend. It it brings it a little closer back
1: because I haven't seen that movie either, and I got a question on that. But before I ask that question, I do want to bring up there is one other group in this this movie. There's the who are called the family. The family are kind of like a post-apocalyptic group of vampires, and they they stalk Neville. They're trying to kill Neville to cleanse the Earth of the old ways, because they, they think if they wipe out all of the survivors, and if they wipe out all the technology, that like God will bless them, or whatever. They basically live like vampires. Neville hunts them during the day while they're sleeping, and then they hunt Neville at night when they can actually come out. Um, which leads me to my question: Is in the Last Man on Earth, is that group in the movie, or is he literally just there by himself?
2: No, no. It, it's organized exactly the same way as in the novel itself in Last Man on Earth, where the vampires know where he lives, and uh, and his old neighbor and buddy comes there every night to try and bring him out, and you know they've got the women trying to taunt him out of the house and everything, so that it follows the the Matheson story really closely. And but aren't they? In you know, a it's something that's that actually one? missing. Um, I don't remember if they live in a church or not, but I know he's just like in a regular house. But the reason yeah, so like in, in was the book they can't do his house is the mirrors and the garlic and everything, which they do in Last Man on Earth. He, he's he got the mirrors and the garlic okay. set up. and everything.
1: Yeah, and they they don't but, do um, any of that in this movie because in the book, oh. uh, mirrors, crosses, garlic, a lot of the old vampire legends will work. They, they ward off those guys. But in the movie, right. none of that. Really, the only thing that holds these guys off is just light.
2: And and in the book and in Last Man on Earth, it's wooden stakes that he uses yep. to kill him. And this one, it's just bullets yep. that he sprays liberally as if he were attempting to paint the <laughs> yeah. town.
1: Yeah, some sort of palsy when he squeezes the trigger.
2: <laughs>
1: Could be his Parkinson's acting up or something. They,
2: they have a, a nice selection of firearms that he goes through, mm-hmm. but um, it, it's just kind of silly, you know, and well, this is
1: 1971 too, so this is a lot. This is post, um, post Korea, still in Vietnam, and a lot of these guns here are probably Korean surplus because a lot of these are World War II guns. And you know, after Korea, they really just dumped all those things on the market, and I'm sure the movie studios bought a ton of that shit up because um, it's basically just like there was a grease gun in there, there's a Thompson in there. At one point, he has a BAR with a fucking scope on it. Um, yeah, a lot of World War II guns and shit.
2: They did do a pretty decent job, and, and it doesn't last for very long in the movie, but maybe the first 15 minutes or so, they set him up in an abandoned city. They don't tell us until later that it's Los Angeles, but uh, they do a pretty good job. It, it, they may not have had the budget to, like, have people actually watching what was happening as they were filming, because occasionally you'll see a car zip across <laughs> a yeah. abandoned intersection or, you know, and something like that, but... They did a decent job of it.
1: To me, this really screamed out was made for TV. You know, if you look at the overall quality of it, this has the look of a made-for-TV movie as far as the, um, just the overall look. And even the set design, it, they all just look like not quite as bad as a Star Trek set, but not a whole lot better. Yeah, so I mean, we got our antagonist and our protagonist there. And like we said, Neville, Neville's hunting them and they're hunting him. And the, the first part of the movie is really just, like Dan said, setting up that literally there's nobody else on the planet. Neville's kind of got free range of the city while they're sleeping during the day. So we get some shots of Neville kind of cruising around the town looking for supplies and shit.
2: And anything possible to shoot. do not to get shoot. to see him driving around high-speed cars shooting deer with a rifle, though, which would have been pretty awesome. Yes. have been pretty badass. don't really
1: see any animals in this, do you? No. In,
2: in fact... Um, the, the girl, Lisa, eventually makes some remark about how she wants to see a stream filled with fish again. And I'm thinking, yeah. you know, th- we didn't establish that this virus or germs or bacteria or whatever the hell it was had jumped species. But we don't see anything else living in here. There's no kind of animals in the city at all.
1: See, because in the book, I know in the book it didn't affect the birds, but I know it did affect like the dogs and the cats. you
2: know. Yeah, which is why he was so surprised to see the one dog mm-hmm. in the original story. Yeah, that's something else that they play up in Last Man on Earth too. I, I, if you're looking for a faithful adaptation of I Am Legend, that, that's pretty much the only movie that's even gonna come close. The the other versions, the Omega Man being one of them, um, I Am Legend, and then that hideous uh, I Am Omega thing that just came out like in the last couple of years. <laughs> they're all they're all pretty pretty far removed from the source material. Yeah, this is just an action movie based on that.
1: Yeah, because like they don't go into the plague at all, as far as what the plague, why the plague did what it did, or any of that. Yeah, you know, the plague is basically just the only reason the plague is there is to set up. That's why the family's there.
2: We know the plague causes black people to develop white hair. Yes, <laughs> actually, <laughs> almost instantaneously. Army. Yeah, and, and then once the plague is cured, their hair immediately turns dark again. So <laughs> yes. very strange. We'll see. The plague the whole story started as the- a... Cure
4: Cosmetic- for the yeah.
1: <laughs> well, we do end up running into another group of survivors at one point. While Neville and the, the family are kind of duking it out, Neville's out scraping up some more supplies. <laughs> He's yeah. shopping for a new jumpsuit, <laughs> which is where we get <laughs> oh, the the, chest, the Charlton Heston shirtless scene, where his fucking oh, nipples God. are tucked into a scene, <laughs> shirtless scenes. Yeah. But yeah, while he's shopping several. for a new uh, a new jogging suit, we, we meet Lisa, the, the black girl who's a member of another surviving group, <laughs> pretending to be a mannequin. The black mannequin. Yeah, with the greatest pose ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what it was. Is, uh, he, he lost his mind.
3: It was really a mannequin.
1: Well, and that's, I think, what they're trying to set up there. Because in the book, there are a lot of scenes where, and that's even with the phone. There's a scene where the phones start ringing and he kind of goes crazy. Because in the book, he, the book really deals with him losing his mind, being alone so much. And I think that's kind of what they're trying to set up with Lisa in that first meeting. Because you see how quick he gives up. You know, Because he chases her and she, she takes off, he chases her. And she ditches him and he gives up pretty quick. Because I think he really just thought he was seeing shit. So he just kind of writes her off. And... Uh, I don't know where I was going with that.
4: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, I, yeah, to me, that was kind of the the whole – that was basically just a quick introduction to Lisa because we don't see her again for a little bit because Neville just kind of goes back to his daily routine. But when De- Neville is out one time, he ends up – his watch stops on him, and he ends up getting caught out past dark. And uh what the hell was he yeah, doing in that wine cellar? I forgot. Time
2: – Time in this movie passes almost as if Rhino were in control of it somehow. Yeah. <laughs> because he'll go out and it's high noon, and then after an hour of shopping, it's like eleven at night. You know, I mean, California, yeah. especially when you're in L.A., uh, darkness doesn't exactly creep up on you. The you closer you get, get to the equator,
1: the faster sunset happens. <laughs> <laughs> and by checking my map, L.A. is right on the equator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's it exactly. <laughs> uh, we are so counting he, on rhino for post-apocalyptic directions yeah he ends <laughs> up in a wine cellar i can't quite remember why but the the family finally captures him. They white
2: people up, are naturally drawn to uh wine cellars it's a natural <laughs> fact in you the book to in the funny yeah,
1: in the book a main part of it is this guy dealing with his alcoholism because he's so fucking bored all the time you know, he spends a lot of time drinking and in the movie, they do kind of show that he drinks a bit, but I don't, again, that's another part of that, another aspect of him they don't really cover. But yeah, he ends up in this wine cellar, and the family jumps him, they catch him, drag him back to their pad where they put him on trial. Surprise, surprise, they find him guilty, so they're going to execute him, which leads to another great scene where they got Heston in the dunce cap being dragged off <laughs> in the fucking cart. But... Uh, while they're trying to burn him at the stake in the football stadium, they, they take him to the football stadium where they had burned all the plague bodies. And this is where they're going to burn him and it's going to be all fitting and shit and whatnot.
3: <laughs> the circle of life is complete.
1: Yeah, before they can, before they can burn him, uh, Lisa and another guy show up and rescue him. Once again, too
0: much emotion
1: for Rhino to deal with anyway. Well, that's we actually lost Jay for a little while. I think this (laughs) is part of the movie Jay missed. I think this is where you got booted, wasn't it? Yeah, it was through all the trial and everything that I got booted out. Yeah, because this, 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 yeah, so you guys probably didn't even get to see a bunch of it. But yeah, they they, Lisa ends up saving him, but their big rescue plan is him and her are going to hop on this little Honda 350, (laughs) (laughs) and they're going to you know run through the crowd. They do a Couple of fucking made-for-TV jumps, you know. It looks like Dukes of Hazard type jumps.
2: Hey, 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 hey!
1: <laughs> oh, Dukes of no. Hazard
2: was some quality TV.
1: Not up to Dukes of Hazard standard, but you could see where they're like <laughs> <Damn. left. laughs> happy days
2: standard. Happy days, man. Thought we were gonna have to draw some lines there, Rhino. What's oh. <laughs> fucking hilarious so
1: it's in one of the scenes they
2: you just crossed the makes and dicks in line. What the hell? <laughs> oh, one, of,
1: one of my favorite scenes was the dirt bike comes ripping up, you know, it does a little burnout. And you can see it's not Heston, it's just some dude in a white dick.
2: <laughs> Which yeah. doesn't
1: even remotely look like him. But yeah, so they, they got
2: some action Heston shots throughout <laughs> You know, it, it's a real it's a real shame because they have some opportunities to do some really cool things with this movie. And and I was looking at what other stuff was coming out at the same time. Contemporaries with this movie was stuff like Dirty Harry, uh, Clockwork Orange. You know, even you even get into a lot of uh, really big uh, Eastwood movies and some of Sergio Leone's stuff. I mean, there there were some really really good films coming out at the same time. Uh, seventy one was really. Just- I mean, this is really getting yeah. into the heart of those seventies. And I mean, we have stuff like the Last Picture Show. You know, I mean, damn, it, there's some really good stuff coming out in this year, and it it just seemed like they didn't try with Omega Man, and I wonder if that's because it couldn't have been budget because they Heston still would have been expensive. Even See, that's at this I'm time. wondering.
1: Well, maybe that's what happened though. I maybe think it's just a lazy director. I wonder if Heston just ate the budget because. It, it could just be a bad director. I don't know if it's lazy. This could just literally be him. And like I said, all the other stuff he's done is mostly mostly just crime drama, TV shit. You know, it could just be the director just isn't that good. Because even after this movie, he didn't do nothing. Well, he's a Russian, yeah. so yeah, Russian born. Yeah, that's I really wonder. I wonder if it was budget. You know, if Heston ate the budget, or if uh, you know Seagal's just that bad of a fucking director. The cinematography doesn't look too bad. It looks like the 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 cinematographer knew what he was doing cuz the shots are usually pretty well lit, maybe almost a little too too well lit in some scenes. But, you know, functionally the movie works. It's just really,
2: fat, you know. Yeah, compare this to uh two other or three other films that came out that year, uh, Vanishing Point, Two Lane Blacktop and Shaft. And I mean, this movie if if they had if it had gotten any of the attention that it needed on the script and the direction it could have been a much stronger film but it just does it it comes across as a really bad charlie's angels episode where we have lazy stunts we have people who aren't watching continuity um it's just it's just half-assed all along the way and uh and heston is he's not planet planet of the apes heston he's not uh Oh man, he's not Ten Commandments Heston. He's just he's just tired. It looks like he's kind of mailing it in. And- <laughs> yeah,
1: big time. This looks like something he did on a weekend to get the paycheck.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. And, and the movie does have a lot of promise. You know, we were talking about you know it, it it almost strikes us now in in 2010 as a racist movie, but I'm thinking when it came out. It was it was making some bold statements. There's a strong black female—I uh, don't want to say lead, but you know, like a a, a lead Support. actress kind of role. Yeah. And uh, she saves the hero, you know, multiple times, and uh, he's broken up because there's this uh, her younger brother, you know, another black kid is is in danger, and that's just except for like Dirty Harry, you don't really see a lot of strong male leads at this time who are concerned about blacks as if they were equal this is you know this a time when civil rights is still going on and mm-hmm. stuff like that and it's just well this also it, leads, it was a movie that that could have gone somewhere but
1: but just didn't seem like it did this leads to too that heston has a sex scene with a black girl so i mean they actually mm-hmm. become romantically involved which i i have to imagine at that time had to be a big deal
0: I think it all depends on what, whenever you sit down to watch
1: this movie what you're really expecting to get out of it. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. see, you see Heston and you see like the cover art and stuff. I think you're expecting a lot more than what you get. Yeah, it, it looks like it should be a big budget early 70s blockbuster and it's like an early 70s CBS after school special.
2: <laughs> I think if you look to expect a less talented version of what Bruce Campbell could bring to a film that's what you'd get. I mean, you know, it's it's campy without well, I don't know, Bruce does camp on purpose. But anyways it you really have to prepare yourself for, for a, a B movie from the seventies and uh and if you can do that, I think you can pull some enjoyment out of it. I certainly have and, and the movie has its flaws.
1: So, but know, it's got it's got them. a lot of shit to laugh at though. There is just a yeah, lot yeah. of goofy ass shit. Fucking like Heston in that blue jumpsuit <laughs> the crotch goes <laughs> all the way up to his armpits. He's got those, <laughs> those holsters are damn near in his armpits. That freaking belt is a goddamn high. You know, the
0: jokes were definitely running rampant
1: in this uh, episode. <laughs> yeah, kind of typical. That's, this is oh, a, yeah. another good movie to watch with other people. Yeah,
2: definitely. But not where anybody yeah, you the can you imagine stand. kicking back in a in a drive-in theater, you know, watching this? <laughs> like, oh, watch <laughs> books, yeah. This would be fucking spectacular. Nice warm August night. Got the convertible down. Hell yeah. Just hope that the uh, albino vampires don't dump gasoline in the top of your convertible. And yeah, up. there's, there's <laughs> some oh, they pretty
1: miss. hokey traps in this.
2: Now, I, Undead, I think you should relate to uh, our, our wonderful audience your theory about the uh, Omega Man vampires and what their modern equivalent are.
3: <laughs> well, <laughs> they wear sparkly robes, so when they're in the sunlight, they sparkle. They're... Supposedly vampires, because the sunlight hurts them too, but they don't drink blood, so possibly this is where we get the Twilight vampires of modern day.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, it's the only way I can figure it out, because as Dan said before, Twilight defangs vampires, and this sure as hell defanged them.
1: Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Pretty much neutered them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Made them...
2: Which, which makes me like Heston more because he's killing them throughout the whole movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> <It's a lot laughs> would be better if they. I don't think kills Edward. Huh. I don't think there's a group <laughs> <Heston clinch> shooter.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, that's what what we said earlier is uh, Charleston Heston's probably the only person to kick Chuck Norris's ass. Yeah,
1: especially if you go age for age. You know, you take a 55 year old <laughs> uh, Norris versus a 55 year old Heston. That's not. A good one. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he distracts Chuck with his lower nipples and
4: just. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Surgically misplaced nipples.
1: <laughs> it's like another set of
2: eyes. You know, he coordinates his wheel, <laughs> Throw some dirt in his eyes so he can still see oh. his
1: misplaced nipples. Well, it gives him a lower center of balance. That's why his balance is <laughs> good. Well, and that toothy smile of his, that helps mm. out a lot. Too. That's oh, something geez. we should mention. Heston's teeth are hard. Awful! <laughs> it's almost like one yeah. solid tooth on the top and one on. The, it's like he didn't brush, I and mean, they're yellow, they're crooked, and they're.
2: It's not just his uh-huh. teeth; it's his creepy smile. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just expect yeah corpses at any minute.
1: He's he's got a pocket full of quarters, region and grab one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely creepy old guy in this. Uh, back to the plot like dan said lisa's got a younger brother his name's richie and richie because the the survivors aren't like heston because heston is totally immune to the plague this group of survivors that saved him do have the plague it's just acting slower in them and they contact heston hoping heston can help cure them because uh lisa's younger brother richie is on the verge of turning into one of these vampires Uh, So Heston ends up taking Lisa and Richie back to his pad where we get almost like a little early 70s montage where they go get all the medical supplies because they're going (laughs) to cure Richie, which really basically they just end up using Heston's blood because he has the vaccine in him. They kind of distill some of Heston's blood and slowly just put some of the blood into Richie, which magically cures him. This is another one, like Dan was saying, where time is really fucking erratic because he's like really, really sick. And then he's kind of better, then he's kind of better, than fine. <laughs> perfectly, yeah, he's perfectly,
2: perfectly. He's out running in the streets, you know, because he <laughs> wants to get some daylight. And then, and then, bam, it's nighttime again. See, so, and she like changes
1: said, it, She changes as fast as he gets healthy because she goes out shopping. And when she leaves, she's fine. But literally within a 15-minute span, she goes from being fine to being all freaking vampire, all.
3: Well, I mean, that's what one thing, too, they did explain is it can happen within uh, seconds or weeks.
1: But we know what's weird is this is we know this is two years past because we know the plague hit in 75 and the movie is supposed to take place in 77. So she's carried the plague in her for the last two years. But then in 15 minutes, she changes. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been something she ate, maybe a little Heston.
4: <laughs>
1: once you go white, you turn it's like the accelerator, <laughs> which makes you wonder why Richie turned.
2: Oh, <laughs> hey there, Richie. Why don't you come on over here?
1: Yeah, so I he does something
2: to show you.
1: He does end up saving Richie, <laughs> but once Richie gets saved, Richie Richie wants him to save the family as well, and uh, Heston says he isn't gonna. So Richie says, "Well, if you're not going to help him, you got to kill him." So and it turns
2: out because Richie—it's and- just a really weird sentiment because well, he's saying that Heston yeah. is is too violent. He's like, "You know what, you are—you're a violent man." It's like, dude, you just yeah. wanted to kill the people that you weren't allowed to save three minutes ago. Because we do we, in
1: some exposition earlier, we do find out that Lisa and Richie had been members of the family earlier, but when the family really started whacking out, they decided to leave. <laughs> it's uh
2: it's worth pointing out at this point that when rhino says exposition uh he's talking about the right kind of exposition where it's like snap we're done with the exposition (laughs) it's a throw out line if you're not paying attention you miss it and we 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 are not bogged down in this movie with stopping the action for 20 minutes while we explain shit it it's tossed out there in casual conversation so even if the script writing was a complete failure, well, it wasn't complete. It, it was an incomplete failure because they do some things right, mm-hmm. and avoiding lengthy, boring ass exposition is one of them. This this keeps up a pretty decent pace. I mean, the slowest parts are like the weird shopping trip and you know, like the the weird uh, courtroom scene where they're finding uh, Neville guilty of the murder of their species and stuff. But the movie clips along.
1: Yeah, even the courtroom scene isn't too bad. Um, I think like the shopping scenes is where they kind of drag ass because it's just him wandering around an empty store. There's nothing fucking going on.
2: We get it. Dust. The place is
1: deserted. You know, at least in the like the the court scene. There's other people. There's shit going on.
2: But. I know for a ninety six or ninety five minute running time, this movie clips. I mean, <laughs> you you do not oh, yeah. feel like. Falling asleep, and the well, you can laugh at the movie because it is campy and it is bad, but <laughs> yeah. it goes fast, and you and you don't feel like you know you want to slit your wrist to get out of it like uh, last week's movie.
1: That could be its strongest point, maybe is just the pacing. That yeah, you, like mm-hmm. you said, you can. It doesn't feel like it bogs down. It just kind of clips its way through, and then you're done. Yep, nothing to think about. You can move on. <laughs> you're not going <laughs> to sit and ponder this movie a whole lot. No. But yeah. Uh, so. So Richie, because Neville won't help the family, Richie decides he's going to go try and talk the family into asking Neville to help them. Which leads to the family killing Richie because they don't want anything to do with being fine. They think they're fine already. So they they kill Richie, which pisses Neville off and just kind of snowballs our whole ending scene.
3: Um, Snowball.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Again, we're kind of kind of <laughs> glancing over it, but what
2: is wrong with you, Muffet? <laughs> <was> <laughs> oh, well,
1: I wasn't
3: I wasn't laughing over Snowball in a sexual sense. I was laughing Snowball over the fact that they all turned
2: completely white. I, I didn't even think about it in the sexual sense, but yeah, there's oh, that okay. too. <laughs> Something about <laughs> little black boys s- that
1: starts making undead think about sexual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> At least Uncle he's not Jackson. wanting to spank our forum <laughs> members like gay. There, there was a certain point where no we we're, were waiting for them to break into a Jackson 5 song. <laughs> yeah. yeah I say. Uh, Kevin yeah. Smith, thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, the Well, I, as far as the plot, um, the, 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 the movie is pretty much a no-brainer. It, it really just takes a lowbrow version of the story and moves it along in an action format, there really isn't anything deep to it. They really
2: cut out any of that. They almost could have turned this into a two-part TV special, is is really what it boils down to. I mean, with a little bit of editing, this could have been part one and two of uh, the Omega Man series. Really, even with just a
1: little bit of editing for commercials, because there was, like I said, there was a bunch of stuff early in the movie. Where he's just wandering around, you could have trimmed. You could easily get this with commercials into a two hour, you know, primetime block without any. Problem. Yeah. We do see some black boobs. Uh, Lisa gets naked for a little while. Other than Heston's boobs, I think those are the only boobs we see in the movie. Yes.
2: The we do get to see her boobs again when she's shopping. She she apparently likes to yep. go shopping in her pantyhose and topless, which I <laughs> yeah. guess is most women do. That's when how I they're at a
3: That's mall. why I
2: always done it. <laughs> you guys are scary
3: yeah it must be scary than
2: there is there is one other thing i wanted to bring up and uh that's just you know right at the end i I don't think we're giving a spoiler out here um but uh chuck dies at the end Uh, he does like die in a a nice little christ-like pose and stuff like that which is what brings up the the cool little note in uh John Carpenter's Vampires, he recreates the ending scene of Omega Man more or less with the uh the monks and the uh the little monastery where uh, the vampire kills them all and he throws like one of the monks into the pool and he's laying there in kind of a Christ-like pose covered in his own blood and they do that at the end of Omega Man. So Carpenter was just, you know, giving a little shout out to this one in his movie. All right, that's it. And that's pretty much that movie, are right?
1: There, well, are there any scenes or anything that, that we didn't talk about? You guys, like Jay or Undead, anything you guys wanted to talk about? Uh, <laughs> anything that I, wowed I, you? I, <laughs> I pretty much liked all the shooting scenes with him. That just
0: that just made me <laughs> smile, watching him just spray the bullets yeah. everywhere. And then for some reason, every time someone got shot, they got covered in paint.
1: Yeah, this has got that <laughs> yes. really bad, really <laughs> bad early
2: blood. 70s paint, like red
1: blood. It's It's bad.
2: It made me smile, though. It was funny. But, man, you think about it. Even up until Dawn of the Dead, they are still doing that crappy blood yeah. effect. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you look at it like a I lot of... I think even 80s movies had a lot of that, too. Yeah. Well, in
3: Dawn, uh, Romero did that as a conscious decision because he said he wanted to look more comic book style, so he went with that type of blood.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I guess if you guys want, we can
2: do our ratings and
1: wrap this bitch up. Uh, Dan,
2: let me start with you. Sounds good to me. All right. Well, in spite of the movie's many flaws, which include such important elements as really bad cinematography, really bad acting, total lack of storyline, uh, continuity errors, I still have to say that as far as movie watching experience goes, I have to give Omega Man four stars. It breaks the rules. It's a shitty movie that I enjoy watching over and over again. <laughs> and uh, there there's. Literally, millions of movies that are better than this piece of shit, but uh, I just can't turn away from it. You know, I keep polishing it, waiting for it to turn to gold. It's like a car wreck.
1: <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Four
2: stars on Make Man. All right, Jay.
0: Well, I don't want to repeat everything Dan just said, but uh, like he said, there was a lot of stuff that I really enjoyed that uh, made this movie just clip by really fast. And I would have no problem watching this movie over and over again by myself or with a group of
1: people. Yeah, because, like, we just. Cause- Go ahead. That,
0: I was going to say, it's just a really fun uh, movie with all the stuff to laugh at and all the neat stuff going on that you don't see in movies now. It's nice to go back and visit some of those crappy scenes from movies like that. And like I said, the red paint and yeah. the spraying the bullets everywhere. It, it made me have a big smile on my face. So I'm going to go with a uh, <laughs> four-star rating on that one also. woohoo! you the man, Jay. <laughs> All right,
1: I'm done.
3: Well, I'm going to have to say I give it four stars also. Um, I I actually felt like it was a little bit deeper uh, of a movie than what it seemed. Um, Seemed like it had a lot of uh, racial uh, commentary and uh, religious commentary and political commentary that I saw in it. Um, I could just be trying to look into it a little too much. (laughs) <laughs> but uh I, I liked that that it did have that in there and i also liked that it, it kind of feels like um you know kind of like a snack size version of the other two because like i told you all before uh it left me with the feeling of wanting to watch last man on earth and i am legend after watching it mm-hmm. because it just it's it's not exactly the same as those two but it has that flavor of it that it you know, it, it can satisfy the craving if I want to watch one of them, and I just want to, like, clean the house while watching a movie, and yeah. not pay too
1: much attention to it. Well, uh, J and Undead, how many times have you guys seen this movie? Uh, this is my second time watching it. Okay, Undead? this
0: was my first time watching.
3: Oh, well, this watching it with you all was my right. second time watching it. So, they, but, but, for,
1: but for you guys, this was a new movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. This was this was one I had found on cable probably maybe 10 years ago i just stumbled across the ending on cable and i trying to figure out what the hell was going on so i ended up renting it and after i rented it i loved it unlike last week's movie that ran at 71 minutes this one being at 96 oh. minutes feels twice as fast it's, oh yeah yeah
2: it's, it's just bizarre you know it it goes back to that whole relativity quote that einstein has you know Ten minutes spent with a girl feels like a minute, but one minute with your hand on a stove feels like ten, and and that's really <laughs> yeah. it. That's yeah, this movie just clips right by, and and even though it's laughable and bizarre and stupid at points, it's it's entertaining.
1: That's probably its saving grace because there is a lot of shit in here that I should hate, but I don't, I just love it. And I, I have to say, Heston's kind of one of, kind of a guy I'm a sucker for. If Heston's in it, I'll probably watch it. I I just he just cracks me up. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, four stars as well. This is probably my fourth or fifth time seeing it.
2: I I really didn't think that that everyone was gonna go with that. I mean it it, it feels it almost feels like shameful to give a movie like this four stars. It's got but it's just so much fun. The part where they wheel out a fucking catapult, you know, they they won't use knives (laughs) because they're they're too modern technology. They decry the wheel uh, they want to burn all books, but they've got a catapult with pitch on it. No problem with that. You know, mm-hmm. petroleum and wheels and stuff, but it, this and movie they used, it at the energy. end of the movie, too. They decry the wheel. Yeah, the one guy uses guns, too. Well, they decry
1: yeah. the wheel, yet what do they drag him off in? A fucking cart on wheels. <laughs> you know, like I said, <laughs> well, the, 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 the story is definitely not good. You're really just watching this for the action and for Heston Hestoning it up.
3: See, uh, Dan, I think the one that had the gun there, the because uh, you're talking about the one that climbed up to the side of Neville's right. house, right? I think right, the he, unfortunate brother. Yeah, I think he <laughs> was just kind of sneaking it because, you know, kind of like how he still kept it hidden, that he pulled it out of his robe uh, as he was climbing up. Uh, so I think, yeah, he was tired of messing around with the uh, leader's ways, and he wanted to just get the shit done. So
1: and early on, he had argued with the leader because he had wanted to kind of do the same thing. He just wanted to basically just blow the damn house up. But the leader is like, no, it's that's beneath us. <laughs> 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 that's where Rhino
2: had brought up something really cool about the leader that I had not noticed, and and I've probably seen this movie like ten times, and I'd never noticed that the. Uh, really crappy TV anchor who's kind of given us the exposition of how the plague is breaking down is the leader Matthias. And I'd never really caught on to that, that they were the same person before. Yeah.
1: And that's, I didn't even, I I kind of thought it, but I'd noticed it while just researching the movie a bit for the movie. Uh, you know, there was a website that had pointed it out. Undead. Yeah, <laughs> playing with whatever the hell you're playing with. I'm not playing with anything. Somebody's flicking something.
3: I'm not flicking anything now. Quit. It's been a while since
1: Everybody, hold up your hands. I want empty hands. Hand check.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. I will hold up one hand. Let me keep the right hand down for a little bit longer. Undead, <laughs> say something. Man, man what <laughs> talk to me about your mouth again what
1: <laughs> every time we watch a heston movie this happens
0: oh uh. uh, yeah All right, okay, well i
1: mean that's cool i'm glad that jay and undead liked it especially being their first time through it yeah i can because those guys are you know i think we've said a million times those guys are a bit younger than us i can see people younger than us not liking this thinking it's just fucking stupid
3: but well, I did expect a lot more out of it because um, back when I first started getting into Zombies when I was like 12 years old, this was like uh, one of the movies my dad watched in a drive-thru when he was a kid, and he would talk to me about it, and I've heard about it for oh, that- years. <laughs> and I think, uh,
1: I think overall, I think people kind of hold this movie to a higher higher level than it deserves. I think a lot of people like it despite what it is. Well,
0: I've seen this on, just on Netflix instant for a while and just thought about watching it, but I'm like, ah, hell with that, I'll just watch I Am Legend and yeah. then, then we decided, uh this movie got picked and I sat down and watched it and I now I'll watch this before I watch
1: I Am Legend. Yeah, it would be fun. Is, it, is I Am Legend streaming? No, no. Well, maybe someday if it is, no, it'd be kind of fun to maybe do Everyone that should probably and... own that one, though. I mean, yeah. as flawed
2: as that movie is, it's, the first it's half a good, of it is yeah. beautiful. I think Last movie. Man on
3: Earth is streaming, though. Is it? Yeah, I think so. It's in like a double feature one. Hmm. Um, hmm.
1: I'll, have to, check I'll
0: have to look that
3: up. Yeah,
1: because I haven't seen that one either. I'd be really curious to check it out. Anybody who gets a chance to, too, I think the book is definitely worth a read.
0: Definitely.
1: Yeah, I'd definitely like to check that out.
3: I'll listen to the audiobook again because when it comes down to rereading books,
1: I'm really lazy. Yeah, I'm getting worse <laughs> as I get older too, man. I <laughs> yeah. I just can't read anymore. I can listen to an audiobook at work, but trying to read something, I just fall asleep. <laughs> All right, well let's uh let's break into this week's hick flicks. This week is Goodwill Hunting. Nice. Woo-hoo. All right, here we go.
3: God damn it, start up. And if we just need a box of wine. The dry flu liquor store closes in 10 minutes. Stop, damn you, stop. Woo! Now for some tunes. Turn I had to pick a movie That was a little different than most of my other weeks Of pick on. Cause see uh, last week uh, That cop wasn't getting beer He was Apparently been following me And he didn't like The fact that I was drunk And I told him I wasn't drinking and driving But he said it was still illegal To be drunk and, and driving So now Me and brother here We have got to go to AA Ain't that right, brother? Yep. Well, you know, it sucks, but anyways, you know, we spent the weekend in the jailhouse. So, and today's our first AA meet. So I decided to watch a movie from 1997, Good Will Hunting, because it's going to be a different movie. Now, I thought this was going to be a movie about hunting, and I'm glad I wasn't so... Disappointed, like with Brokeback, you know, thinking it was going to be about cowboys. This wasn't about hunting or anything, but it did have those uh, two guys from the Silent Bob movies, those early Silent Bob movies, those uh, Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck. And uh, it reminds me, there was one time me and Cletus went and watched, um, I think it was the Silent Bob movie in theaters, and he had to piss so bad. And he didn't want to miss him because he kept laughing. So he just pulled his cock out right there, and, and he just started pissing on the floor. You know how like the floor slants down. Well, we were sitting in the back, and everyone in front of us got piss all on their shoes because the piece just ran out to the front of the of the theater up to the screen. Anyways brother can you shift yeah thanks so this movie starts with a teacher teaching his class and talking about this math problem that people can't solve or something like that uh, i be honest most of this movie is way over my head there was this uh, big fight on a basketball court which I'm not sure why that happened either they were just driving and then they got out and fought I know that's probably how things Go on in these cities But uh You know I've never seen anything Like that happen around here Except with the bars Okay anyways Um And then uh Then it goes back to the college And someone Has worked the math problem And they don't know who the hell done it And he's like would the person who worked the problem please step forward? Because, like, it's a big, big deal about whoever worked it. Because, you know, like, no one's ever solved it or something like that. And they get money or in a magazine or something like that. And, well, no one showed up. So they decided to put another math problem out there. And not too long after that, that's when Matt Damon, he's, uh, he's like a janitor. You know, and he's mopping up after all them college kids, because he's not actually going to the college there. He's just—he's just one of them cleanup boys. Shit! Somebody hit that possum and didn't let me hit it. Pull over, I'll grab it. Oh well. Uh, you drove right by. Well, anyways, he—they he, catch him working the problem and his mop bucket's sitting there and they think he's doing some sort of graffiti so they chase him off and he tells them to fuck off and then they see he was working the problem and working it right and oh boy they look like they shit their pants. It reminded me of that one time that Cletus, no he didn't shit his pants as far as I know but it did remind me of that one time when Cletus worked a big old math problem on a whiteboard so people could see it, and well, he got it so wrong, we all laughed him out of out of the school because it was two plus two and he wrote down sixty-seven. And you know, Cletus is like dumbest fucker ever, and he, he dropped out of school the next day.
1: Me and him spent the rest of the year playing a big motor trucker.
3: So then Matt Damon goes to this bar with his friend Ben Affleck because they're like friends in every movie. And Ben hits on this girl and this long-haired, blonde-headed guy. He comes up to him and he's acting all like, what part of history do you study? Because Ben was lying about taking a history class or something. And this guy was calling him out on it. And apparently This is where shit really gets over my head Um Matt goes up to him And he starts talking all kinds of smart stuff About history And saying how this guy He's only you know going to be talking about The stuff that he learns in the books Right now and then next week It's going to be something else And then next semester And yeah I was really confused It goes way way over my head But Whatever he said, he made that long-haired dude back down. But uh, Ben doesn't get the girl's number. Actually, Matt gets the girl's number, and he tosses it an apple. He goes up to the long-haired guy. He's like, "You like them? Do you like apples?" And <laughs> he's like, "Why you like them apples?" And he's like, "I got her number, bitch." Uh, well. And then, like, Matt, he's in court, and he's talking up all kinds of crazy stuff again. You know, the stuff that goes over my head. Apparently, it's going over some of the people in the court's head, too. And, uh, well, it, it winds up that the judge is plain pissed off at him, so he throws him in the jailhouse. Kind of like me and brother here. Good thing Cletus fell out last week, so... Yeah. Anyways, the teacher wants to bail him out of jail, and he calls that girl. Say so she some happen, happened to, happened to. Uh... <coughs> you lighting up at join again, brother?
1: Yeah, I thought it'd be wrong to show up to AA drunk. I
3: don't know. I don't know if we can be high when we go into AA.
1: It's AA, not PA. Okay.
3: So. Yeah, uh, so the teacher wants to bail him out, and he works out this way that he can bail him out, and, well, it reminded me of this time that Cletus, he went to jail, and I went to bail him out, but he told me something about he needed to stay, he had to finish playing this game that they would play in the shower with dropping soap and something, and he... he, he ended up staying the full 60 days in jail and yeah i don't know why he did that i don't know what they do with soap in jail anyways they start doing some math problems and then then he uh finds matt he's trying to find matt a therapist
1: <laughs> the rapist
3: and Matt's too good for them. He he starts fucking with them and he makes the first one think that he's gay. Yeah. He tells him that he that he knew that he wanted to jump him from the moment he walked in. And then the next one he, he thinks he makes him he, he makes him think that he's hypnotized and <laughs> he's talking about someone touching him and then they start dancing and how beautiful it is and then he starts singing Sky rocky and Fly Afternoon Delight yeah you know that song and then they give up and, and, and then and then there's Robin Williams and then they show Robin Williams and I like I love him I, I was so happy I called brother here and told him didn't I
1: called me you just knocked on the outhouse door <laughs>
3: I was all I about real piss on myself, cause I love Robin Williams. I didn't know he was on to be in this movie, so it, it's kind of like that time that Cletus went to a shrink, and he told him all this stuff, and he went to her for about a year, and suddenly we found out that they had started fucking, and. Well, the state stepped in, and, you know, this was when Cletus was 13. Boy, did he get an early start on that shit with the women folk. But, yeah, so they, they had to reassign him to another counselor therapist or something like that. So, that's pretty much the situation going on in this movie is that he was fucking around with the other one, so they think that they can find him one, and they believe that Robin Williams, one of the best actors ever,
1: yeah, He nailed Peter Pan.
3: It's the guy that's going to fix him. So, well, you know, anyways, what goes on is they get to talking, and Matt and Robin Williams he is in a room together, and they are talking up some smart intellectual talk, and I don't understand any of it. I mean, I've heard people talking smart intellectual stuff before, but I don't understand any of this shit. And I tried my best, but you know, despite the movie making me feel dumb, I don't want to give all this movie away, but this movie did have a heart to it, and it was a really good movie, and I found myself tearing up at parts of it, and at other parts feeling pride for being a man. I don't quite understand why I felt that pride for being a man, but it was there, and I give this movie Five Possums out of five, what the fuck, I mean, go on ahead, say five possum pregnant possums, you know, that way there's a little bit extra, that's how good this movie was, it's five pregnant possums out of five, cause then you got all them other little baby possums in them, and that's a lot extra, and this movie was really good, it's kind of long, but like I said, I may not have been able to understand much about it, but it was a good movie, and I think everyone should watch this. It may not have been like how I normally watch, but you know, I think this was good—a uh, good movie to keep me all sobered up and uh, you know to go to AA. But I gotta go. Here we're coming up to the liquor store. You know, I mean, come on, me and brother had this idea. That if we bought the beer before we went to AA, there won't be any problems as long as we drink it after AA. Ain't that right,
1: Bubby? Y'all yeah, man.
3: Yeah. So I'll talk to you later. Yeah.
2: We, we go to our first AA. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high.
1: I'ma stop singing this song because I'm high. President. This whole thing wrong yeah. because I'm high. And if I don't sell one copy, <laughs> I don't know why. Why, man? Yeah, yeah. hey, because I'm high, because I'm high, because I'm high. Are you really? La,
3: <laughs>
2: oh man! I did I'm like surprised this. Rhino was able to make it through uh, uh, any any watching of Goodwill Hunting because there's a lot of math in it, and we've determined that math is like. <laughs> yeah.
1: like I didn't rhinos. watch it. I didn't watch this. Oh, I, I've okay, never, I've never seen this movie. And actually, I'm fairly good at math. It's just emotions I'm not good at. <laughs> or or direction for time. time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, do we want to, because uh, we do have a new feature this week. We don't have any feedback, looking at you listeners. <laughs> what about our uh, um,
3: audio feedback? Weren't we going to try to play that this week or what?
1: <laughs> we only have the one. It's 10 seconds long. And like I said, I have to get different software to, to play some audio feedback. So I Oh, will... no. Yeah, I know. Well, because uh, the one I'm using right now is free. And to to use anything where I can play the audio over the Skype, I'm gonna have to buy it, and I'm really cheap. Oh, so. yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, so. there's um <laughs> torrents and what. <laughs> uh, believe me, I've looked, and what? but I haven't found because I did find one uh, as a torrent, but once I got it downloaded, it wouldn't work with Windows Seven. It was really buggy. It was crashing all the time. Ah, yeah, so. Yeah, so we'll get that figured out. Like I said, once we start getting feedback, I'll worry about it until then.
0: Pff, well, yeah, Then fun. if somebody'd like to send us feedback, that'd be a movie night podcast at hotmail.com, correct?
1: Yes, that would be. Good one. I was going to maybe good give good a one. shout out to uh, Third Coast Zed, apparently our only listener. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll make him listener of the month for this month since he's really the only guy no, I think we, we interact with.
2: We
0: got, we got that other one on the forums. That Bri Blackmore or something like that?
2: Bree, yeah, that, Brie? that's my wife. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> she, she doesn't, doesn't really, really listen, count, does she? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, actually,
2: she does. I, I was really shocked because she absolutely hates podcasts. As she said, if I want to hear people talk in my fucking ears, I'll go crazy.
4: And uh, the <laughs> fact
2: that she's listened to every episode of our podcast just astonishes the hell out of me because... Uh, I, I mean, I've been trying to get her to listen to podcasts, you know, ever since I got started with anything. And I could barely get her to listen to my Survival 101 segments. You know, like, yeah. like getting up 10, 15 minutes, she'd get really bored and wander off. Yeah. That's, she's listened to every episode of our podcast, which just like blows me away. My wife won't listen to any of it. She's no interest at all.
0: Well, well Dan, maybe you should experiment a little bit and ask her what intrigues her about four men. <laughs> <Ooh>.
1: <laughs> that's deeper than we want to go.
3: How deep, uh,
2: <laughs> oh, man? Well, let's That's go. Let's, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna find a live and kill you later, but uh. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit I'll all live that
4: out. Kentucky, come on.
2: Let's
1: go into our new segment. We got a new segment starting this week. We're gonna call Movie Ball, and uh, yeah, what we're gonna do is every week um, we're gonna have one person picks a movie and another person has to watch it, do a little review. And then we'll do like a random number thing where we'll, we'll pick who's going to get the movie for next week. and the, the person. I can
2: foresee this working against Rhino week after week because it involves numbers.
1: <laughs> oh, no, no. no. I, I got a whole different – I got a website that will do it all for me. So it's all set. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the person who had to watch the movie this week gets to pick the movie for the person next week. So this should be kind of interesting. Um, be in the, in the first the week. I went first, and Dan ended up winning the lucky draw, and he picked my movie, which was Two Mules for Sister Sarah, another early '70s classic. But this is mm-hmm. an this is an actual classic here. This is a a good movie. Um, this one was directed by Don Siegel, who's done a million really good movies. Uh, he has the 1956 Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He did a handful of Twilight Zone episodes. Um, he did Coogan's Bluff with Clint. He did the Beguiled, which is an awful movie with Clint.
2: Uh, <laughs> you didn't like the Beguiled? Oh my god, I oh, own that one. I almost
1: had my period oh, watching wait, that. it's movie. got emotion. <laughs> oh my That's right. god!
2: Jesus <laughs> Christ! I know. Yes.
1: Uh, he did Dirty Harry. He did the Shootist. Escape from Alcatraz. So, I mean, this guy's definitely got a pedigree. I loved Escape from Alcatraz. That movie is fucking great. <laughs> but yeah, this star is Shirley MacLaine and Clint Eastwood, which kills me because Shirley MacLaine actually gets top billing over Clint Eastwood in this movie, mm-hmm. so that's kind of something. We'll just do kind of a quick review on it. Basically, Shirley MacLaine is pretending to be a uh, a nun to so that Clint Eastwood will kind of protect her because she's being she was attacked by a group of outlaws, and uh, Clint stumbles across them and saves her from the outlaws. But shortly after that, we find out that she's also being stalked by the French army, who at this time, the French army are actually occupying Mexico. And the Mexican army is trying to overthrow the French and get the French out. And it turns out she was helping the Mexican revolutionaries. So the French are trying to find her. So the story kind of goes along with them two uh, crossing Mexico, trying to get her... uh, Well... I think I'm kind of fucking this up because Hogan is. Yeah, you,
2: you kind of blew a spoiler because they don't actually reveal the whole pretending to be a nun thing until like the last twenty minutes of the movie. You'd have to be ten years she, old she to not know she is not a fucking <laughs> nun.
1: I mean, there's, they drop hints left and right throughout this whole. Thing. Yeah. So and it's a there's no spoilers on a 1970
2: Other movie. than the swearing, drinking, and smoking, she does many nun-like
1: she, things. She does do a pretty good job through the whole thing, though. She does she. She does a lot of shit I don't know that a prostitute would actually do because he really runs her through the ringer through some of this shit. The the part I glossed over was that Eastwood is also working with the revolutionaries because Eastwood has a deal with one of the Mexican colonels that if he helps them knock over a French garrison in Chihuahua, that um, Hogan can have half the gold. So Hogan's heading south while Sarah's heading north. But Hogan, through talking to Sarah, finds out that Sarah knows all about the garrison. So he actually takes Sarah with him to talk to the colonel, and they're going to uh, basically plan this raid on the garrison with the knowledge that she has on the garrison. On the way, they they stop off in a town, and this is one of the first parts where you really start to, you you understand Sarah isn't who she says she is because she stops to help a dying colonel, and the colonel calls her a lying whore because he recognizes her. <laughs> Luckily, nobody else recognizes her and the guy dies. So she does end up getting some information out of the town, though. They find out that there's a train heading to Chihuahua with supplies and soldiers. And they don't want any of this stuff to get there before they do because it's going to make raiding the garrison more difficult. So they decide they're going to blow up the tracks at a bridge before the train can come through And like 30 seconds after they decide this, fucking Hogan gets shot in the shoulder with an arrow by a group of just ninja Indians, apparently. <laughs> There's like 50 fucking Indians that just pop up out of nowhere.
2: Well, they, they named them. They were the, the Yaqui tribe or whatever. But the impression I got was that they were an offshoot of the Apaches. And the Apaches right. really were like fucking ninja Indians. They they bounced back and forth between the uh, U.S. and Mexican borders to avoid the authorities. Right. And I mean, we were we were fighting Apaches. The, the last Apaches weren't rounded up until the forties. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they were some serious motherfucking guerrilla fighters. Dan, is it Dan, it Dan? It was the same person I got.
1: Uh, Dan Carlin's hardcore Dan history Carlin, has yeah. a great section because I I yeah. you guys may not be able to tell this, but I really didn't go to school a whole lot. <laughs> so I, you know, my history is kind of lacking. And the, listening to the hardcore histories, you know, I had never heard any of that stuff, even when I was in school. It, it, all his hardcore histories, the the information there is fucking great. And, and the way he tells it is really good, too. But, yeah. Anyway, back to our story. Uh, he, he gets shot by these uh, Yukotes, did
2: you say? Yake. Yake. Yake tribe. Um, luckily, this is. It almost sounds like Yankee, but it's not.
1: Yeah, because I thought he was calling them <laughs> Yankees through the whole thing. I'm like, why yeah. the fuck is he calling them? Anyway. Uh, but yes, yeah, Sarah actually ends up scaring him off with her cross the 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 Indians. So they um, Sarah has to take out the the arrow. This leads to kind of a cool scene. This is actually one of the slower scenes, but it's 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 got a lot of tension to it because Hogan's getting all liquored up and he's explaining to her how to pull the arrow out. The blood is really shitty, but I thought the rest of the special effects were pretty good. So there's a good scene there, but this is this is just before they have to blow up the bridge that the train is going to cross. And Hogan drank like a bottle and a half of whiskey, so he is ripped out of his fucking mind, let alone the pain from his shoulder. Um, Sarah ends up drinking a bunch of whiskey after she's done, so she's got a few in her. After they get the arrow out, they race down to the train tracks, and they're going to try and blow it up. Well, they get to the trestle, and Hogan can't climb because he's been shot in the shoulder, and he's barely sober enough to walk. so uh, Sarah ends up having to climb in her habit all the way to the top of the trestle, and she's terrified of heights. And I think they did a good job of showing it, too. They They really focus on her face, and they show her trying to climb and her struggling to get up there. She does finally get up there, and she gets the dynamite planted just at the top, climbs all the way back down, and Hogan's big plan now is he's just going to shoot the dynamite because apparently shooting dynamite will blow it up. <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not. It seems kind of funny to me, but so that's his plan. But she realizes because he's only got one arm well and he's only got one arm and he's drunker than shit. How the fuck is he going to shoot this? So they try some practice shots where he leans the gun over her shoulder and aims with his other arm and takes a couple of shots. And She all of a sudden realizes he's too drunk to make this shot. So they're kind of freaking out and Ends up taking like two or three shots at the dynamite, but he does finally get it. You get kind of a, kind of a bad miniature scene where the uh, train crashes off the tracks, but they literally blow the tracks as the train's going over. They did manage to stop the train. From there, they end up heading out. They head south to meet up with the colonel, and they, uh, they finally run into the colonel, basically discuss how they're going to attack the garrison, and they, they decide that they need some dynamite. So they send Hogan north to Texas. And Hogan's going to buy the dynamite while they head south to Chihuahua. And they're all going to meet up at the garrison. Hogan gets there with the dynamite. And they basically, he literally gets there an hour before they're going to do the attack. So he shows up just in time. They all go into the, um, there's a, a church right next to the garrison. And what they're going to do is they're going to attack the garrison from the top. They're going to climb onto the roof of the church and attack the garrison from the top. And the reason they're doing this on this specific day is because it's the day of the French independence. So they're, they're planning on the French being drunk out of their fricking minds because apparently every year on this day, they just totally whoop it up and get drunker than shit. So they figured this is going to be an easy time to, to knock it over. So they get all their their soldiers into the, the church, climb up on the roof, and when they're getting ready to attack, they realize the French haven't been celebrating. It looks like just a normal day. And this is where it's kind of funny because it turns out that them blowing up the train put all these guys on high alert. So now <laughs> they they their, their whole plan is basically right out the fucking window. Trying to help themselves, they actually ended up stabbing themselves in the foot. So now they got to completely redo the plan. This is really, we're getting pretty close to the big reveal that Sarah isn't a nun. Because Sarah tells them that she knows of a tunnel in a building next door. And the tunnel connects to the garrison underground. So they end up going to the building. Well, it turns out the building's a brothel. And it's the brothel that she used to work in. So this is the big reveal where it turns out she's a prostitute. Yeah, Clint's got a pretty good reaction to it. And I, I thought the, the reaction was good because he's, he's pretty surprised, but they don't have time because they're still trying to get this attack going. So even though he's surprised and pissed about it, there's nothing he can do about it because if they're going to attack this garrison, they just got to go. So they end up going down into the tunnel. Uh, it turns out, though, that the gate that she was planning on getting through is locked from the inside, inside the garrison. So what they decide now, because she's wanted by the French, what they're going to do is they're going to have Hogan turn her in, and when they go to drop her into the uh, the dungeon, the the gate will be open so they can come through. So it's kind of a daring plan because they're not totally sure what the French are going to do with her, but because they're running out of daylight, they really need to get this done. That's kind of the plan, um, it basically, like every other plan they've done to this point, the plan totally goes to shit, and nothing works out. So it just ends up being a big shootout. And you get kind of your Hollywood ending in the end. Because they, they end up overthrowing the Garrison. Hogan gets his money. Sarah falls in love with Hogan. and The ending, I thought, was kind of
2: hopey. oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you're kind of selling it short because of your natural aversion to feelings. They were pretty much setting up <laughs> through the entire movie. That the two of them were really strongly attracted to yeah, each other. He was attracted to her strength and her beauty, too. Right. She was attracted to the fact that, you know, when he had so many opportunities to do the wrong thing, and it sounded like he was going to do the wrong thing, he'd end up doing, like, the good thing anyways. And, and no, I was going to say know, that, you know, that the strongest... You say it as them, like, suddenly falling in love, but wow. I could really see it going back to the rattlesnake.
1: Well, but, I mean, he talks about the whole movie, you know, about how he doesn't want to be tied down because... You know, women are a pain in the ass. We all know that. You know, we're all married. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he he basically tells her that he doesn't want nothing to do with it. Yet at the end of the movie, you know what's he doing? He's dragging four hundred pounds worth of her shit through the middle of the desert. You know, looking miserable yep. as hell. But I did want to say uh, the strongest part of this entire movie is the interaction between Clint and Sarah and that little flirt they do through the whole thing, where she's. She isn't necessarily flirting, but I think Dan maybe covered it a little bit better. You know, just the, the 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 partnership of those two through the whole movie is is really good. And for me to like that, it's got to be a good movie because uh, I'm not big on that kind of shit. There isn't a ton of action. There's a handful of it here and there. It opens up with some action when Eastwood takes care of the outlaws, and it's. It's not quite High Plains Drifter, because Clint talks a lot more in this. And he's definitely, I would say he's a lot more of a normal person in this movie. Because like in High Plains Drifter, he's basically just strictly a revenge-driven person. In this one, he's kind of greedy, but he's still a fairly normal guy. Because Sarah's constantly getting him to do shit he doesn't want to do. But because she knows he's attracted to her, she can kind of pull his strings a little bit and get him to do some stuff.
2: I think he does it more out of a sense of rightness than attraction though because I mean he has opportunity to act on his attraction numerous times and he doesn't and it's not like he's going north because he's got the hots for here. he's going north cuz he doesn't want to leave a nun out in the wilderness alone. Yeah. Cuz he buys he buys her her role right up until the reveal when you know right. she says, you know, this is a cat house and <clears throat> this is where I work basically. Yeah,
1: and that's as far as the watcher I and mean, as the viewer it's been a while since I've seen it but I think as far as a viewer he, Almost from the get go, I'm pretty much knowing she's not a nun. But yeah, Clint had no idea up until the reveal at the whorehouse. You know, Clint had (laughs) no idea she was not a nun. So that's
2: kind of holds the story. You get a lot with the two actors involved. I mean, you know, it's not that just Clint Eastwood gets magically picked for cowboy movies because he's been in so many. He really is a top notch actor, Mm -hmm. and Shirley McLean is too. They they do such a good job of getting in character and playing these characters that you know you just don't have any problem believing what they're doing or you know anything along the way right. you you never question if she's really afraid of heights or not you know she sells it with her reaction mm-hmm. and stuff and that when I threw this one at Rhino and you know told him it had to be his movie ball choice it, what I build it as is a chick flick done right and and that's really how I see it it's. It's about feelings and emotions and and crap like that. But there's also dynamite, bullets. You know, Indians shoot people with arrows and all kinds of good shit like that too. Yeah, it's
1: definitely got the whole spaghetti western feel. It looks like a spaghetti western. You know, it's definitely shot that way. Um, Like Dan pointed out, maybe not in the show yet, but uh, it's it's a Morricone score, so it's got a lot of
2: good music in it. Oh yeah, it's one of Morricone's best scores too. I mean it. The work he does in this beats the hell out of like what he threw out in Duck, You Sucker. Or I would even put it on a level with uh, the music in The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly or Once Upon a Time in the West. He, he does such a good job of setting the emotion in the scene just with his music. And I mean, by this time, Morricone has done probably hundreds right. of spaghetti westerns, and he knows what the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. And He's got a theme for each character and each character's mood so that you can... You can get whole new levels to individual scenes just based off the music that's going on or the sound effects that are going on and stuff. It's yeah. Morricone there's a reason Stephen from J F M P devoted entire episode to mm-hmm. this guy and, and he probably deserves dozens of his own episodes. He he did I mean, he did the music to the thing. We all think that's a carpenter score, but that's actually Morricone and uh, i mean the guy just he knows how to take a movie to a whole new level yeah the music and uh, he does
1: it in this film the music in those spaghetti westerns is just fucking iconic you know i mean you can hear music from uh the good the bad the ugly and all those and you know exactly what it's from you know it's it's really good oh yeah, yeah definitely but yeah that was mine uh i actually it, before i had watched this cuz it had been a while i'd rated this at 2 stars and upon rewatching it i actually upped it to 4 I don't know that I would necessarily call it quite a four because it is kind of slow, but it's if you're a Clint Eastwood fan, which I am, this is a good Clint Eastwood movie. I'm actually becoming a bit of a Shirley MacLaine fan because I had you know she does nothing but chick flicks, so it's nothing I'd ever want to watch. But I watched <laughs> um, Drunken Zombie had done their um, Alfred Hitchcock month or two months actually three months whatever I ended up being. And because of that, I ended up watching a movie called uh, The Problem with Harry. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that one. No. Uh, it's actually streaming, too, Mm-mm. if you guys want to check it out. But uh, it's got a really, really young Shirley MacLaine in that one, and she just does a, a bang-up job in that movie. And Because uh, I'm used to seeing the old Shirley MacLaine, the fucking wacko, can't-act, fucking psycho chick and all these shit movies I don't want to watch. And you watch her in these younger movies when she's just—I don't know—she's younger and she's just she she just acts better in these movies that she can do the subtle stuff a lot better to me. And I guess it helps too that the content is stuff that I don't mind watching. Yeah, all in all, I ended up giving this four stars when I was done with it. But like, cool. like I said, the whole movie really does is based just on Clint and McLean. You know, that's the entire movie. Outside of those two interacting with each other, there's some action and stuff, but it's nothing amazing. Um, yeah, really, it is, like Dan said, it's basically a spaghetti chick flick. But I would definitely recommend. So who gets victimized next week? Uh, give me one second here as I magically pull up the <laughs> <ramble> generator here.
4: <laughs>
1: what movie are you picking, Rhino? <laughs> uh, let me get a number picked here. All right, you guys got to pick a number between one and three. Dan, go first. I take three. Jay? Take two.
0: All right. You don't get to pick undead.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I I was going to pick one anyway. We're
1: going to do (laughs) that. All right. So, Dan, you are three. Jay, you are two. Undead, you are one. And our magic number is 92. Undead. Zero. Rhino has the <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> oh, what do I gotta watch?
1: Oh, I probably should have thought of that, huh? <laughs> God damn it. You know, oh, I geez. did I did thirty million fucking things this week and I never even really. Uh, I don't know. What do you feel like watching? <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad future. You're supposed to torture him with something. God damn it. You know, I think, Rhino, you have to have a list of bad movies going through your mind. You know, all the shit I did, I did a ton of different shit, and I just totally dropped the ball in it. You know what I'm going to stick you with? You dropped the movie ball. I'm going to stick you with the greatest movie ever, uh, Howard the Duck. Oh, no. Howard the Duck is now streaming.
3: Oh. Yes.
1: This is a five-star classic from me. And,
3: are, are you serious i gotta watch howard you, the
1: duck you get to watch howard the duck <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched it undead have you I, I, ever seen I, no
3: it? but I, I was gonna be watching it with my wife eventually anyways because she loves the movie so <laughs> i get to kill two birds
1: yeah one let's stone. let's do
2: Howard the duck wait wait wait. let's not talk about anything involving your wife and killing at the same time <laughs> on the oh. i think i finally have her calm down she, she was like afraid for her life on twitter before and you just can to get <laughs> things all fired up again.
3: Yeah, I'm on medication, so <laughs> she don't have to worry. Until
1: the medication My runs sociopathic
3: up. tendencies are subsided. So Howard the Duck.
2: Howard the Duck.
1: All right.
3: All right.
2: So are we gonna do our uh Better Noah podcaster segment this week? Yeah, well let's uh let's do
1: uh Deiner de DeMortes real quick here. We'll cut out to that oh, and yeah. then we'll come back.
2: Find out how Undead's going to kill his wife yeah, this, this week. Yeah, this week it's, uh, I think it's Roast.
1: <laughs> so um, let's check that out. Oh, man.
2: She's got to be turning by now. You should start talking to uh, Mike at Cadaver Lab about getting some <laughs> replacement wives. <in. laughs> I understand he's got like seven or eight extra laying around. Whenever I'm out of wandering, chasing a rainbow dream. I often stop and think about
0: a place I've never seen Where friendly folks can gather and raise
2: the rafters high With songs and tales of yesteryear until they say goodbye
3: Howdy, it's your old pal, On Dead Muffin, here. Once more, bringing you the ideas of what you're going to do when the shit hits the fan and you're left with nothing else to do but consume the flesh of your fallen comrades, relatives, and friends. Today, I'll be telling you how to make a quick and simple dish that doesn't take a lot of prep and doesn't require a whole lot of ingredients. I'm talking about a good old-fashioned, been around since forever pot roast. Now if you're just getting in, getting started uh, you want to take a nice cut from the rump area. If you've been eating your old lady all this time and you might not have the meat for this meal and for that I'm going to suggest go for a shoulder cut but if you don't have a shoulder cut big enough you're just out of luck for now. But for this recipe I'm going for the ass. After you have your cut, you want to pat it down with your seasonings. You can use salt, pepper, really whatever seasonings you can get your hands on, it's up to your taste. As always, I try to give you ideas that you can work with what you got. Now really rub the seasonings into it. I mean, you want to make sure that it's going to look kind of dirty, like the meat's dirty pretty much. After you're done you want to take some sort of like hot plate over your fire, uh, part of the car hood if you have to, Uh, just some sort of metal. And brown the meat. Now browning the meat, what that's going to do is cause the uh, sugars and proteins in the meat to caramelize and this will help create an outer bond on your roast that will allow it to stay together longer in the pot. And that's something that you want. You want it to be able to stay together and not fall apart as you cook it. And it also helps hold in flavor. Now, I know you really don't have a pot, but as I've been suggesting when it comes down to anything that requires a pot, you can find a metal bucket. and. It shouldn't be too hard to find one. I know most things have gone over to plastic buckets, but there are still metal buckets out there, and they're a lot safer than what metal buckets used to be because they have no lead in them. Now, you might be thinking also, what should I use, just water? Sure, if you want. Um, but I've seen some people even use soda to cook a roast in. I know soda isn't going to be the most abundant thing. You're definitely not going to have enough soda, to fill up a bucket. If you do, why are you eating someone? I guess it's not my place to judge. But the point is, you can pretty much use whatever liquid you want, except, I mean, any liquid other than piths, unless that's really what you want to use. I mean, are you really that much into recycling? And if you're still into trying to save the world after it's ended, I'm going to have to tell you, it's going to be a lost cause. It's kind of already over. Okay, well, like I told you, this is pretty much a short and simple dinner. It um, takes a little while to cook. Other than that, you don't have to worry about it. So, what you want to do is put your pot or bucket over the fire. You don't have to worry about getting the liquid to a boil. Say liquid because, once again, I don't know what you put in there. I'm putting water in mine. That way you got your water for the day. So, just use whatever, like I said. And you just want to get the, the liquid nice, warm, hot. Put the roast in it. And then you can pretty much forget about it. Um, like Just as uh, long as the roast is cooked, you can serve it at any time. You can leave it on there for hours. Uh, if you choose to do that, go out and hunt you down some vegetables. Why not just make this a complete meal? Most common vegetables that are put in a roast are carrots, onions, potatoes. Those really are the most common, and they work the best with the roast. That way the meat soaks up the flavors of all the vegetables. Now you want to make sure that you do not put your vegetables in there too early or you're going to really just break them down to where you're not going to get any nutrients from them. And you're also going to break them down to making a glop, which, I mean, if that's what you want to do is make a, a, um, more of a porridge type of uh, gravy to go around your pot roast, I guess you can do that, but uh, when you do that, you lose those nutrients that are in the vegetables and let's face it you need those nutrients so um, just uh, put them in there about an hour before you pull the pot roast from the pot. Okay. Now if you're one of those people that your lady has barely any meat on her bones and you could not make a pot roast today, next week I will be telling you how to make a dish that will let you use pretty much the scrapings off the bones seriously, you're going to be able to use whatever meat you can get off of her and as always, eat well and keep on fighting <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I'm starving classic. now alright um, yeah. Dan, do you want to take care of because uh, you got this week's question, don't you?
2: Uh yeah, but I wrote down so many questions I don't remember which one I actually threw out in the it forums. It was desert
1: Isle DVDs.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So the the concept of the uh, the Better Noah podcast was you had to pick like you know taking uh, James from Dried Blood his awesome suggestion which he had borrowed from someone else that you know you're stuck on a desert Isle you only get to pick five movies and you're gonna watch it forever. And uh, that's all you're ever going to get. So, you know, what five movies would you take on this desert aisle that you could watch over and over again without eventually like plugging yourself and dying? So, do I go first, yeah. or are you guys? Yeah, going we can first? just go in order. Um, if you guys
1: want to just kind of list your movies and you know, give your little, uh, go ahead and give a you know maybe a short explanation to why you picked what you picked. And
2: alrighty, well, I'll, I'll go first since I came up with the idea. Um, in no particular order, because, I mean, these are like my top five films of all time. So uh, one of them would be Fifth Element. Um, I know a lot of people hate that movie, but I absolutely love it. I can watch it over and over again. I've owned three different versions of the DVD. Uh, now I have the Blu-ray, but I kept the special edition DVD that I had before that because it had a bunch of uh, featurettes and stuff. So I, I, of the three versions of Fifth Element I've owned, I still have two of them, Um Another one of my Des DVDs would have to be The Outlaw Josie Wales, which of all the many Westerns that I love and enjoy, that's my favorite of all time. I agree with you there. Uh, can never be replaced. It, That That's just awesome. Any movie that involves the killing of Yankee scum uh, pre- and post-war of Northern Aggression is good stuff with me. And it's got some of the best one-liners that Clint has ever uttered in, in any movie of all time. Um, Another one that's up there is uh, Dawn of the Dead 2004. Uh, People can decry fast zombies all they want. As far as I'm concerned, Zack Snyder mastered the genre and no movie before since has more shown what I think a zombie apocalypse is going to be like. (laughs) Plus Johnny Cash score at the beginning. OMFG. Aliens. uh, Cameron's absolute classic. Uh, sequel to Ridley Scott's Alien. I think Aliens does everything Alien does, but twenty times better. It's got the most kick-ass action heroine of all time. It's got kick-ass action guys with the Colonial Marines, power armor, aliens, flamethrowers, shotguns, rifles, pulse rifles, explosions, space <laughs> hugs. <laughs> Fucking this movie like takes its balls out and smacks <laughs> all other movies upside <laughs> the face. Gives them a Charlton Heston. And. exactly Exactly. and then uh my my fifth one would be blade runner um i have watched the movie so many times i've lost track it's got to be at least 100 times i i own more versions of blade runner than i do fifth element i've got at least like at least eight dvds of it sitting around the house different versions and one vhs that i won't get rid of because it was a special cut (laughs) that i've never seen duplicated i that movie never gets old to me it was an 80s a very early 80s movie and it its special effects have still not been surpassed it holds up hundred percent it's got incredible acting great storyline great effects everything the movie just kicks all form of ass. so that's it those are my five desires I'm with you with
1: Beth element I love that movie the movie kicks ass
2: <laughs> Yeah, you know, the,
1: the art design and everything and even the story it's an original story and I, I love that movie
2: Chris Tucker doesn't completely ruin either. See, I it could either. see Chris. He comes. He comes close a couple of times, but he doesn't. I could see Chris Tucker it.
1: playing Richie in the Omega Man remake. That would be fucking perfect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. Chris Tucker.
1: It's an all-star cast.
0: That'd be great. All right, Jay. Okay, well, one of my uh, five movies would uh, definitely have to be Critters. <laughs> I'm a I'm a huge fan of the Critters movies. Oh, cool. And uh, Nightmare on Elm Street because I just love Freddy Krueger. It. I'm assuming the first all ones. the. Yes, the first one, the best one, and the only one.
2: Not the, not the second one. You know, I, there were some elements of the second one. I thought <laughs> yeah. you might have identified with. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: the homosexual tendencies. No, no, I I stick with the first one. <laughs> And I have to go with Dan on Aliens. I absolutely love that yeah, movie. I had the box set of Aliens, and uh, the actual the second one is the one that I watched all the time. Yeah. And uh, I really like uh, like uh, fighting movies and Korean movies and stuff like that. So I like uh, I don't know if you guys have ever seen a Ong Bak, the Thai
2: warriors. No. Nice. That's,
1: That's
0: what a Tony good one. Shah that was
2: streaming. I think you've seen uh, Chocolate too, right? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. That was the one with the the little developmentally disabled girl <laughs> yeah. who's still like fast ass with martial arts. Bizarre yeah. film, but it's another uh, John. Bak one.
1: is the one that yeah. doesn't that have the guy from Chaiyai in it. Yes, that's it's yeah, got yeah, yeah, the, that, the, the
2: the leader guy is from Chaiyai is Unbaka's uh, sidekick. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then my uh, last one is a uh, is a western, which is my favorite western of all times, is the Good, the Bad, and the oh, Ugly.
1: Nice. Nice. Good stuff.
0: Yeah, it's my favorite one of all times. I couldn't tell you how many times I've seen that Yeah, see, movie. I can't
1: pick between those because I, I like all of them. I, I couldn't pick a favorite out of the group. That's what I couldn't, you know. All right. Undead. Well, uh, let's see.
3: <laughs> Back to the Future 2 because... I like well mainly that's was my favorite one when I was a kid, and also I like the whole series, but the second one just has the elements of all three of them just crammed in it, and uh, so I would get the whole flavor of the series from, from two just months. the second one. That's cool.
1: That yeah. is a good series. That's one I, I haven't seen in a while, but it's I love all three of them.
3: Oh yeah, I love them. I got the box <laughs> set up, and I gotta watch them.
1: I plan on watching
3: them this week. <laughs> Because everything nice. I've been watching and, and watching uh, listening to on the internet has been talking about back to the future, so I gotta watch it now. Um, then uh, Jurassic Park: The Lost World, uh, because I love the Jurassic Park movies, but you know the second one I watched it in theaters. I'm a little bit more nostalgic to where I've saw, saw it in theaters and
0: uh, and they've got so much more of the Raptor in that movie. And
3: I've T-Rex. only seen the first
1: one. Yes. I've never seen any of the other ones. Uh, well, the, third, the third one is actually streaming right now. I think, yeah. I think I've seen parts of the I'm third really one. I'm
2: surprised that the third one is <laughs> Yeah, because I want to say I've seen bits <laughs> yeah. and pieces
1: of the third one, and it seemed like a made-for-sci-fi kind of really shit yeah. kind of...
2: The effects are hot in it, but the acting storyline and every yeah. other possible.
1: I can't really say nothing,
2: though. I've,
0: I've seen the third one probably a dozen times anyway, though, so...
3: Yeah, I like the third one for some yeah. weird reason. I know it's bad, but huh. it's bad in a good way to I me. Mean, we
1: just got done talking about <laughs> Omega Man. I mean, Omega Man yeah. is not a good, <laughs> <laughs> yet yeah, it got four four stars. So, <laughs> all right, what's your third one? Yeah, that, uh, that's just bizarre. Yeah.
3: <laughs> I'd have to go with uh, Shaun of the Dead for the third one. Got comedy, got zombies in it, so I could I could go with that one for my third one. Um, the Weatherman. With Nick Cage in it. I don't know why I love this movie so much, but I, I from the time of watching the trailers uh, for it, I wanted to watch it. And then when I watched it, I just, there's something about it yeah. that I love.
1: I, I have never seen that. No, uh,
3: it's, it's awesome. Uh, what's, uh,
1: what's the story of him?
3: Basically, he's just, uh, he's getting older. He's a weatherman. Nobody likes him. People throw shit at him. Uh, because he <laughs> is <laughs> the weather man
1: Nicolas Cage must have had a pretty easy time doing that then <laughs>
3: uh, his son doesn't want to have anything to do with him he's going through a divorce um, his dad's getting sick so it's a pick me up yeah <laughs> it, it, it's kind of a depressing movie but at the same time in the end you know I feel no, it's still kind of depressing. I don't know how to <laughs> describe it's just one of these weird ass movies I like that's cool yeah.
2: All um, well, number five definitely oh. pretty different
3: here's where I come down to the, the I don't quite know what how to I'll go with dawn of the dead no I'll go with uh 28 days later 28.
1: yeah because
2: that is a good film
3: I, Too bad it's not
1: zombies no zombies I I consider it zombies They're more They're they're more rat people than
3: zombies
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know in 10 years They're all going to be considered Stuart Little movies anyway So let's (laughs) just
3: (laughs) Or Free Willy Yeah I I thought of
2: Free Willy with rats
3: Tells you how my (laughs) brain works You take a rat and then I get a big fucking killer whale in my
1: head Same thing. Same thing (laughs) Just like Orca (laughs) They're both, all the same. They're both a bitch to milk. wonder, <laughs> could you
3: milk a... Uh, well... Uh, oh, find out the and box. give us a yeah, report next the males.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, better be careful when you're milking. <laughs> milking the bull. Well, it's
3: the so weirdest thing I've so, ever sh- seen. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: it's one firm <laughs> teeth.
1: It's a male,
3: so it has to make milk. So... <laughs>
2: uh, uh, isn't that what that guy got killed in SeaWorld, Florida for? He'd like jumped into the orca tank and he was trying to fuck one of the orcas in the blowhole and they they like they found him the next day like smashed to pieces <laughs> on the sides of the orca pool because <laughs> He was like naked in the pool, trying to fuck their blowholes, and the orcas finally decided they had have enough of it. And just like smashed them to death with their tails.
3: <laughs> there's a in the Darwin Awards books. There's a guy who died almost kind of like it, except he would do it with dolphins. And you know how male dolphins will rape anything pretty much. <laughs> so he would hop yeah. in the tank and let them rape him. And one like, night, I don't they think like kids in those
2: dolphin. I don't tanks. think that's like, called rape after that. It. Well, <laughs> they yeah, play a dolphin. Oh, so they would have how do you a consensual to heal technique? someone of that kind of damage? You
1: know, <laughs> this, this reminds me of a story. <laughs> of my <laughs> buddy he of mine, was, Oh, sorry. I, I
3: was
1: gonna say a buddy of mine took his kids to this petting zoo around here, around Green Bay, and uh, oh, they, they have a, a little donkey. <laughs> They're <were> the donkeys <laughs> oh, walking around, and his one daughter. <laughs> Points at the donkey. She said, Dad, why does that one have two tails? he looks over because this, <laughs> this donkey's literally got a <laughs> dick dragon in the dirt. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a fucking petting zoo and this thing's got a two foot schlong dragon behind <laughs> it's it. Oh. With, <laughs> with the little girl getting inducted into a donkey show or something. <laughs> and it's like, going. oh, crazy. You are know, like trying to cover their eyes and they're like, hey, let's go pet something else. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so the thing was literally dragging in the dirt. The daughter's like,
4: no, oh, I want to pet the tail. <laughs>
1: Uh,
3: (laughs) oh anyways that guy got killed because he got drunk and he hopped in the shark tank oops oh shit (laughs) Uh, it's all in like security cameras and stuff all
1: right well here prepare to be amazed by my five I'm Kind of glance over these real quick, none of them have emotion no th- th- it's going to be really pedestrian i mean there there isn't anything amazing here because if what I looked at is these are movies I can just rewatch and rewatch and rewatch these aren't my favorite movies because we had talked before like Blade Runner and the thing, and some of those are my favorite movies, but I don't even own them because i don't I don't like watching them all that much because i don't want to I don't want to yeah. ruin them so i I, I never watch them. Um, so what I actually ended up picking were a bunch of movies that I do watch fucking nonstop, and the first one I picked was the first Star Wars, Episode Four. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Yeah, it's again, it's another, it's 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 a fun movie. I still the special effects, I love. I That's love
0: the, the only Star Wars. There was no other trilogy. Hey, hey, hey.
2: I'm actually <laughs> I, I I like Empire the first
1: I like the first three even as I wouldn't say as much as I like the second three, but. I, the first three get bashed on a lot. You know, I should. You know, the episodes one, two, and three. I don't mind them. You know, I. Do they feel necessarily like Star Wars movies? No, but it was kind of crappy made. to make those movies and call them the prequel to. Yeah, because the they ones that were made so much longer they before just don't look like they're in the same universe. That's the problem no. I have with them. But you know, I liked. Yeah, I, I liked Anakin's. Path. I don't like Anakin in the first one. I don't like the kid. But, you know, like in two and three, but (laughs) this is in two, you know, because in two, I think it is where they have the long where they're like the Anakin and uh, what's her name are off on their planet, like, falling in love. Oh, that Padme? How the
2: fuck were you able to watch that? Because that is, that. like, a
1: love scene that goes it. on for... Oh, years. my fucking God. I fast-forwarded through that a And I'll it's so Let's go out to acted. the balcony. It's like
2: Portman's worst act ever.
1: <laughs> but I, I, I like Anakin's story. I like, you know, like, when his mom gets kidnapped and how he gets so pissed off, he kills all the fucking sand people
2: you know that's the kind of shit she wasn't kidnapped she went there because she likes sand people dick
0: (laughs) it's so grainy that's what
2: anakin was really pissed about you know he gets there his mom's like rescue me fuck no (laughs) once you go sand everything else is bland (laughs) oh god did you just Uh, did you just think of that yeah (laughs) all right getting off
1: that one uh, number two is just the first Evil Dead. Like we talked last week, it's, the, it's my favorite of the Evil Deads. This is another movie I could literally watch on a continuous loop nonstop. I said nothing wrong with that. Uh, my next one is the first Indiana Jones. I, I like all uh, three of them, uh, but the first one is probably still my favorite of the three. It's got the most in it. You can really rewatch it. I really like the third one quite a bit, but I, the third one I think I've seen too many times.
2: Rhino, you have to watch Raiders with Spanish subtitles. When, <laughs> I, when I was taking Spanish courses in college, I yeah. did it, and uh, oh my god, that movie is a fucking laugh riot when you watch it in another language. I'll have to check that because <laughs> they got like the you know the super serious dub guy, and he's like "culebras," yeah, culebras," and it sounds like something you'd see on like a Spanish television yeah. station. <laughs> oh god, it, it's a fucking it's, riot. My wife is
1: half Mexican, but she doesn't speak any English because she's. She's half Mexican, but she was born in Wisconsin, you know, but uh, we watched and end up watching. You just say she don't speak any English. She, she doesn't speak any Spanish. <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> but, but yeah, so we, we do actually watch quite a few movies in Spanish just to hear. What I was it's like, something. how do you like,
2: communicate with it? Just like random blows. <laughs>
1: of, I just tap her on the forehead you? with it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Two taps means I want it now. Three means I really want it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my my, my fourth movie. Tabs, I'm basically done anyway. <laughs> oh, that's close.
4: <four> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry, Rhino, go right, ahead. Four, four tabs means go get a tunnel. <laughs> All right. My, my fourth movie is uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, the movie. Uh, I, I have a pretty big Mystery Science 3000 collection and trying to pick just one of them would be pretty hard, so I just kind of picked the movie because I, I do like oh, I the movie bet, quite a bit. I bet you love all those ones that are streaming online, don't you? I, I already got them, so... I, oh, I really? really?
0: Yeah.
1: Nice. Damn. Yeah, so I, again, MST3K, I think everybody knows what that one is. Nothing to really talk about there, but it's another... Like I said, all these movies, are just they're just fun movies. There's not a whole lot to think about. Um, my last one is a movie called Faster that probably a lot of people don't know about. This is a... Uh, yeah, I've never heard of it. Nope. I th- want to say it's 2001... It's a documentary about uh, MotoGP motorcycle racing over in Europe. People probably don't know. I'm actually really into motorcycles. Maybe not so much these days, but in the last few years, I've I've done a lot of stuff with motorcycles outside of podcasting. And uh, I I love motorcycle (laughs) racing. And this is a a documentary about MotoGP, kind of when MotoGP was crossing over from the two-stroke engines to the four-stroke engines. So it's a cool documentary in the first place, but then that they happened to do it at exactly the right time to catch that big transfer from the old bikes. Because the, the 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 two strokes were pretty much the bikes that they had been using, even though they're more advanced, they've been using those bikes literally for 20 years. So transferring over to the new four strokes being a totally new setup, it's, it's a big deal. Um, so it's kind of a nerd movie there, but that's another one I can watch at fucking nonstop. Cool. So cool. that is my five. Cool. Sound like a pretty wide range of movies. So yeah, yeah. That's I really. actually you know that's a cool thing about these is you always there's movies on everybody's list. And you're like oh fuck I, yeah I never even thought of that one. Yeah, like critters. I love critters. That's another one I could probably watch on a. I love the little fuzzy fur balls full yeah. of fucking teeth. Fucking aliens to aliens is a f- great movie.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That Queen Alien is a bad bitch. Fifth Element, too. Fifth she Element is. is another one. That's one I could probably almost watch nonstop. Shaun of the Dead, I could the, watch the f- nonstop.
2: Yeah, that's a good comedy too. I don't. I don't think any comedies made it because I, I. think you can only watch comedy so many times before. Uh, you know, you just get kind of burned out on them and stuff. Yeah. Like so that's, and that's where nonstop.
0: Critters kind of takes the place in mind. It's it's a horror. Yeah. It's
2: got comedy
0: with the critters. Did you like? Critters? But it's not over the top. Did you like Critters 2, Jay?
1: Yes, I have every single one of them. Yeah, because I like two a lot too. I thought two was a lot of fun. I
0: liked it when they went to space. I mean, that I like third one. It, uh, fourth, I think. Cause I seen the space one, but that was the last one I'd seen. It may it may be third. They everything usually dies
2: when it goes to space, so that's probably critters. Critters was the uh, the series that was kind of a knockoff of Gremlins, though, right? Yeah, it was like they took yeah, it in a more yeah. horror direction, but it was basically like, you know, hey, they made a lot of money with that movie, there let's was make a some ton money of too. Because
1: there was hobgoblins, there was ghoulies, yeah, there was a, just a million. That was kind of in that whole small creature yeah. kind of phase. I just think they did really good with the critters because it was
0: just a. Furball with teeth that shut out spikes yeah. that made you get
1: paralyzed. <laughs> you know, for something that can't speak, the, each one of them has their own little personality, just like the gremlins. You know, yeah, it's it's a great. lot of fun.
2: Yeah, they're all deri- derivative of the uh, tribbles, anyways. We all know where the source material comes from. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that William Shatner fame. Uh, to our
1: one listener, Third Coast Zed. <laughs> or anybody else he, who may. He's already
2: left. He's pissed off <laughs> with our show
1: now. <laughs> if you guys want to go to our forums and post your uh, post your five desile discs, it'd be pretty interesting to see what everybody else has. See kind of what everybody else is watching.
0: We did get another. Um... Hey, undead! Where can you find those forums at?
3: You can find them at www. Give me a moment here. Crap!
0: <laughs> um... <laughs> every uh... <laughs> every weekend, <then>. undead. <laughs>
3: I'm, I was getting ready to say the website uh on, you know the main home page, but it's movie not podcast Well they can link uh,
1: off to the forms from well, there. then he's saying it and Jay, you're cutting in. I know it. That's what you guys did to me last week. Kiss my ass. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> we like my, my feelings,
3: Jay <laughs> 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 It's movie not podcast not freeforms That's
1: pretty fast. Good job, muffin. <laughs> yeah, you just threw it right out there. Somebody
2: want to crank up the uh, the voicemail real quick?
1: That would have to oh, be Oh, yeah.
0: that.
2: Oh, are we going to do it with full voice effects and everything? We'll see. Or is that going to you – know, if you want to give us a call, feel free. We're at 206-4619. There. Nice. All right. Um, that was the end of the podcast.
1: Well, uh, we still have <laughs> – well,
2: we still got our uh, – whatever we've been watching and our recommends. Yep. Don't uh, say, do we still have, um,
1: uh, did you do a uh, illiterate library? I'm not going to. That's I actually, I'm swapping that out for uh, our movie ball. Oh, okay. I I, I okay. bore the hell out of myself, so,
4: so <laughs> we're just
1: going to, we're going to switch that up and uh, start doing the movie ball instead. And, you know, any other ideas? I really like the Better Know a Podcast or one, too. I've got three or four uh, yeah. questions for that one. And to me, uh, it's a little more interactive and a little funner, so.
3: Uh, we did get one feedback on um, iTunes. Did we? Yeah. Cool. Oh.
1: What's it saying? Did anything
3: uh, good? I don't actually have iTunes <laughs> on my computer. Set us <sighs> <either. laughs> so I, I can pull the ball.
0: It Come yeah, on, Dan. Pull it up.
3: I forgot about
2: it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk about 100. other stuff. iTunes takes a while to bring up because I have the uh, glorious platform of Windows Vista, meaning oh, uh, you get to look at things around your room while you wait for every fucking thing to load. My
1: XP was the same <laughs> way, but my Windows 7 kicks
2: ass. I love my new computer. Oh, yeah, I got me a new laptop coming
0: next week equipped with Windows 7. I'm already there, Dan, if you want me to read it.
1: Yeah, go ahead. Oh, this is from Misfit Boys 69. Oh, sweet. Uh, we got. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's... Uh, um, yeah, we got. I talked to him on Twitter a lot. I going to I've seen him around. I don't know if I've ever talked to him, but I've seen. Uh, I'm just reading this for content, real quick.
2: <laughs> reading it. For, who gives a shit? Right, Read well, the yeah. Wait a minute. Are we worried about our content rating now <laughs> No. Uh, no. Uh,
1: just five stars. Original idea. Uh, Xbox Live and watching movies. Hmm. Awesome idea. Smart, witty, and a lot of talent. is the greatest thing. The other three suck. <laughs> uh, the guys make good points of likes and dislikes. Let me pull up iTunes here. Let me see. Uh... <laughs> All the while, Jay Dirty's keeping it real with his dong watch. Huh. Uh, great job, fellas. Oh, Please silence. You're going to make me pull up iTunes just so I can see what it says. <laughs> Please silence your cell phones during the film from this footboy. All right, well, it looks like we got a race for uh, Listener of the Month for March now. <laughs> Looking at you, Third Coast said, I'm not seeing one from you here. <laughs> all right, that's cool. Yeah, I, I stopped checking a few days ago. I didn't know we had a new one.
3: Yeah, he sent me a message on uh, Twitter two days ago, three days ago. Let me know. I just assumed, which, you know, what assumed does makes an nice ass out of you and me. But uh, I just assumed <laughs> that he uh, sent a message to you all, too. No. He might have, yeah. I might have not
1: seen it, but yeah, no, that's cool. Thanks a lot. Uh, hey, undead! I don't know if you noticed, but uh, you had a new review on your uh, Among the Dead too. I threw one. Uh, I did. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Uh, that's I. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. Uh, I did. I listened to the whole uh, Among the Dead series last week. It's really good. I, I, I uh, like the writing, and uh, man, you sell the voice acting. Holy shit! And you, I
0: still need to get those. Man. Yeah, dude, you got to listen to it. It's
1: it's good, and he definitely he gives her all he. Gives the old Clint Eastwood on this.
4: <laughs> Overacted.
1: <laughs> I, I liked it. I thought it was really good. I'm I'm waiting for the new one because that's I know you were having some iTunes issues. Yeah, iTunes, uh, you, which I found fixed it. Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say because it showed up on mine. Now I got it, so I'm gonna listen to the new one tonight. So what's the review say? Good. Yeah, yeah, no, I love it. I mean, that's I'm still even uh, every week when we get all our stuff, I'm really impressed with your writing. Undead. It's it's fun. You know, all the stuff you come up with is really good. It's really solid.
3: Thanks. I, I got a. Weird path I'm taking it so.
1: <laughs> well, that's uh, um. I don't know if anybody's seen it, but Undead also made us a commercial on Extra Normal. that is link, so awesome. Yeah, there's a link for it on the website. <laughs> but Undead's also got like a little comic series on there. That's a lot of fun too. The writing on that is pretty funny. Yeah, they're, yeah that's good. They're short, but I mean they're funny. You, know, you can see the path they're following. It's like and not for children. <laughs> yeah. Oh.
0: <definitely> not. <laughs> What's weird is like do you it wouldn't.
1: Why do you hit me while we're fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you hit me harder?
3: <laughs>
1: it, it's good. You guys got to check that shit out. That's funny. Uh,
3: what's sad is I kept having a problem with the first one. It won't. Wa- it wouldn't let me rate it anything past a G mm, rating. Right. And uh,
1: for Holly, that's bad.
3: <laughs> yeah, and then I had to, uh, I had to uh, figure out what that was. And for some reason, it put down my age as one years old. I think- <laughs> It shouldn't it fucking up, you know? Shouldn't technology be like a no, one year old isn't going to be on here? Be like you're too young or something when it's going to make a mistake like that?
0: You're too young to spell.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Which is su- sucks because the only way I can get those computerized voices to actually say shit is to spell s h e t. Or the
0: like how it was bitch. saying bitches.
1: Bitches. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, All right, well, let's. Uh, we got to pick up the pace here, fellas. Um, let's uh, oh, yeah. get yeah. into what we've been watching. Dan, fire away.
2: All righty. Well, I, I've had an off and on kind of movie week, but uh, one of the first things I got to watch was uh, Pandorum, which is that Dennis Quaid uh, out lost in space kind of thing going on. It's uh, really similar to a movie like Event Horizon or Sunshine or pretty much you know any of your Lost Out in Space kind of things. It does some things really well. Uh, it sets the scene really nicely, um, stuff like that. I, I thought it got a little weak when we finally reveal the creatures. Uh, when the creatures were unknown things that were just killing people, I thought that was yeah. a lot better. I think they spent too much time. Once they finally introduce them. them you know, because yeah, and, and, when you see them full and they on, did, it doesn't
1: hold up as well as when they're just kind of blinking through your your peripheral.
2: Right, especially when they start trying to explain where they come from and why they're there and stuff like that. Um, there's really cool twists in the movie I thought they did a good job with, and I, I thought the ending was really good. Yeah. So I won't, I'm not going to give anything away because this is like fresh out yeah. on DVD. Yeah. Um, I ended up giving a a three-star rating just because there were some flaws in it that they couldn't ever seem to correct themselves on. And I thought the creatures were a big part of it. They ended up having this one really goofy uh, kind of climactic scene where they're, like, crawling through a nest of these things. And they just – they keep the cameras on them for fucking ever. And I'm just like, you know, this is – it's like Sunshine got itself ruined for me at the ending because they had this utterly implausible ending where the guy's like plummeting through the heart of the sun and (laughs) it's not melting shit. And, uh, you know, uh, God, that pissed me off. And, And then this movie has its moment where it really pisses me off. And for me, if a science fiction movie suspends any sort of, reality whatsoever. Yeah, I understand it's a science fiction movie, but, you know, at some point in time, the lightsabers have to have rules. Yeah, and that's what it has uh, to do is if it's... In this movie, they just break their own
1: rules too many times. Right. It's got to set up its rules and then it's got to stick to them. You can't have those fuzzy rules where, well, because of this, we can do this now. You know, you got to really stick to them.
2: Right. we establish these creatures as ultimate killers, but too many times they do shit that's just unbelievably stupid. And he's able to fool them all by throwing some rags and meat chunks on himself. And it just it pissed me off. So, uh,
1: I like the kid. The kid I, I, one in that I thought was pretty cool. Yeah,
2: that was cool. That was cool. But the movie couldn't bring itself back, so it, it stuck at a three. It was okay to watch. Um, the next movie I watched after that was uh, was entirely because of horror, etc. They did their uh, really good Quentin Tarantino thing, and I had no fucking clue. Even though I know Stephen from JFMP had said it before. Uh, It never clicked in my mind that uh, True Romance was, in fact, a Tarantino film that somebody else got picked of as a director. And uh, when I watch this movie, you can see Tarantino in every fucking scene. What's the plot on that? It's his dialogue. What's that? What's the basic plot on that?
1: I've, I've uh, basically,
2: this guy is he's a he's a loser kind of guy. It's his birthday. He's at a movie theater and this totally hot chick just like hangs out with him and uh, and he takes her home and he has sex with her and finds out, you know, it, it is too good to be true. She's a call girl. His boss had hired him a hooker for his birthday because he was so sad and lonely. <laughs> uh but they find out they actually kind of like each other and uh, she's like only been a call girl for a couple days and she was already thinking about leaving the life and this kind of cements it. So he decides he's going to do the right thing and go and kill her pimp. And at that point, everything goes wrong. And uh, it's just really awesome. The number of top quality like heavyweight actors in this movie. It's just astonishing. I mean, minor villains are played by uh, people like James Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite actors, uh, Gary Oldman, plays the pimp. Fucking Gary Oldman. Jesus Christ, that guy can act. Yeah. And Samuel Jackson's got a bit part in this. It is it is a Tarantino movie that somebody else got their hands on, but it's so strong that, that it's pretty much one of Tarantino's uncredited films. And if you like Tarantino style, dialogue, action... Storylines and everything else like that. Probably Christian Slater's best job of acting ever. Hmm. Definitely Patricia Arquette's best job of acting ever. Uh, hard to believe she's the chicken medium now. I mean, she's really fallen. Yeah. But uh, the movie just kicks all forms of ass. So it it's almost a five stars. But the the guy Tony Scott, who's like Ridley Scott's nephew <laughs> or son or nephew's cousin, brother's or something. roommate. You know he he. <laughs> He tries to establish that he's the director of the film and, uh, and the parts where his influence can be felt, it really drags it down from the purity of the Tarantino action. So anyways, I gave it four and a half stars. Um, the other one I watched was night of the comet, the, um, zombies from space kind of thing. You know, it's for the time when it came out, it does some pretty good stuff with the whole end of society. And, but it's. It's a really by-the-numbers, 80s, post-apocalyptic thing. You know, we've got stupid teenagers who survived the plague for goofy reasons and bad acting, bad effects. But I still give it a three stars because it's a classic mm. and it's not god-awful. And uh, and then I watched this really weird British film called Son of Rambo, which <laughs> I thought was going it, to... It billed itself as a uh, an indie film about kids making a... um basically a, a ripoff of uh, First Blood, and it's nothing like what it's billed as. It's, it's just a weird British film, so I, I don't know if I could recommend people seeing it. It's weird. And then the last one I saw, this is the one that, like, rocked my balls, was Samurai Fiction. It's a black-and-white samurai film from the 2000s, but it does everything that I want to have a samurai film do. There's ninjas, there's samurais, there's unbelievable sword choreography, um, probably actually murdering people because the choreography is so good. It's got the cool mystical character who doesn't want to fight and the hot headed guy who you know is going to die as soon as he picks up a sword. Is there a and the badass with a heart of gold? Or... No, he doesn't have a heart either. of gold. He's a fucking killer. <laughs> it's like Sword of Doom. I mean, the 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 big bad swordsman is a mean motherfucker and, and he kills people for pretty much any reason whatsoever. And that's all I like. Um, that he kill him and uh man the the movie just kicked ass so the only thing that brought it down it did something a little different um it had a really different sound score to it instead of like your traditional japanese samurai sound score they did like a mix of classic rock and jazz and hard rock other weird stuff and they were trying to be a little edgy with it i could have just done without it i i like the traditional japanese stuff but uh, still, four and a half stars. Wow. If you like samurai movies, go check out Samurai Fiction. Watch the hell out of it. You will love it. Is that streaming? And that's it. No, it is not. None of these were streaming. Okay. All right, Jay. Wow me.
1: Well,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, because of your recommend, I watched Pandorum, and you know, basically everything that Dan just said. That I think I think I liked it a little bit more than he did. Yeah. I think you said uh, three stars, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have to go a minimum of a four on it. Yeah, I was closer to a four. was say just because it was, it was just different. It wasn't the same old stuff, and I like the, ex- I kind of like the explanation they did to why the creatures were the way they uh, are.
1: Yeah, I did. Like, I just I, didn't like, I didn't like the the CG creatures. I thought they didn't yeah. look that good, and that's, they were better when they were just kind of blurring past. you. but once they yep. stopped to focus on them, that they really came apart.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then I watched a. Uh, a cartoon called Planet Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever seen that? I've heard of uh, it. I wanted to. That's where uh the Hulk gets exiled to another planet from uh, uh Earth by Captain America and Iron Man and all of them. How was it? And he ends up oh, You'd hate it, Rhino. He turns in he he finds his inner soft side. Ugh. <laughs> And I took the kids to see uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks 2, the squeak wolf. <laughs> How was that? <laughs> that that yeah. movie's funny. It's uh, not as good as the first one, but still right up there with one of the funniest movies I've seen this year.
3: Does it still have David Cross in it?
0: I don't know. Who's that? Uh,
3: The bald guy from the first one.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's in it. Awesome.
3: I, he's one of my yeah. favorite stand-up comedians. Yeah. Have you yeah. guys ever
1: seen Mr. Show? No. no,
3: I have not seen it. Yeah. that
1: was the first time I ever saw him, and Mr. Show is pretty funny. <laughs> I love
3: Arrested yeah. uh, Development.
1: Yeah, oh, I love Arrested yeah, Development. Now. Yeah, yeah I've seen that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my last one that I seen was uh, Ong Bak Two. The Deuce. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> with. That's another one with Tony Jaa. Yeah. It's, like the, it's basically like a prequel to the first one. How was it? Any good? Yeah, I liked it because it showed, uh, of course, it did the same thing that movies nowadays are doing. It showed where he came from and how he became the warrior that he was in the first one. And But I liked it. It was a pretty good movie. All right, that's cool. More martial arts, so.
2: Yeah, that was one of the things they screwed up when they did The Protector, is they tried to steer more towards storyline and less towards yeah, the martial yeah. arts. and. uh his strong suit is not acting. His strong suit no. is, is Muay Thai, kicking the fuck out of things.
0: Well, that is Ong Bak too. He not only uses uh, his body to fight people; he actually uses uh, weapons in this one, hmm. and uses them with great skill by the movie. So,
1: <laughs> All right, cool. All right, undead. What do you
3: got? Uh, okay. I watched one movie called Knots and Rodanty.
2: Oh I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. What are you doing with
3: your free time? <laughs> I watched it with the Woff. Um,
2: did, did you watch that with a bunch of children that you lured in off the street? I mean, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Kind of pacifying before the drugs kick and in. Goes, you <laughs> know.
3: Well, sadly, I mean, it's just, all these movies based off Nick Sparks uh, books, they're just getting down to the point where I'm well, like, yeah, I know how it's going to end. I can sit and guess the ending pretty much
1: now, because he doesn't change anything. Well, what's this one about? What's kind of like a plot synopsis here?
3: Um, chick uh, having problems with her kids. One, she has a little boy. At the beginning of the movie, she's having this flashback of being on the beach with her dad. Uh, find out that her dad died. That's all you hear about that at the beginning, just... Her dad's dead, and so she goes on for life. She's going through a divorce. Her friend owns a bed and breakfast out by the beach, and uh, she can't go out there to f- help, so she go. the main character, she goes out there to uh, take care of the bed and breakfast for a friend, and they have only one guest. Uh, I think it's Richard Gere in the movie. Oh,
1: um, I know what one this is. This is from last year, right?
3: Yeah, I think it's from last year, oh, yeah. and then he's like a doctor who killed somebody, and then a hurricane happens. All
1: right. Yeah. So next,
3: <laughs> <laughs> I watched a funny one called Noise. Uh, it's about it's it's a sort of superhero movie uh, in the sense of a real world type superhero vigilante who um, who just hates noise. He moves to New York. So he starts busting up people's windows when they don't turn off their car alarms because it interrupts him from everything. He busts out their windows, pops their hoods, cuts their uh, batteries. uh, uh, Cuts the leads to the batteries. (laughs) And he goes to jail for this, and then he winds up getting into a divorce and everything. (laughs) Really crazy, fucked up movie. And thanks to it, I got on the internet and found out that the term visual anti is actually a Spanish word which means watchman, which I found kind of funny because the Watchman movie, but Undead. it's a good movie. Can, can yeah. you
0: move
1: your mic back just a little bit?
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. Your, level, keep,
1: your level's getting up a little bit.
3: I keep hitting it with my arm. And, the,
0: and then when you move it back, go ahead and mute it and take it off your head.
3: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> God, I feel the love to
1: hunt. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm just uh, paying you back. Uh, All right. What did I do to you? <laughs> uh, or what else you got? Uh, it
3: was really a week to watch movies with my wife, so I watched a movie called Sugar and Spice. About
2: <laughs> <laughs> these God. cheerleaders. We're not laughing at you.
1: We're Jesus. laughing near you. <laughs>
2: Oh, God. I was... Each week, I understand a little more why you want to kill and eat your wife on this. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I'm wait, all right with Wait a some... minute. Is,
0: is this one Were the ones where they robbed the bank?
3: Wearing the... Yeah, the... The Kewpie doll mask. Oh, on.
1: yeah. Oh, My yeah. I've <laughs> seen that. It's actually kind of interesting. Yeah. It's just... My daughter watched this. She, she got a kick out of it.
3: There's just better movies out there, so... I, <laughs> I didn't care too much for it, but it's... I could watch it and not want to bash my head in. All right, what else? Uh, watch nine, which uh, you know that really is
0: a dark. Is
3: that the movie. sequel to seven? <laughs>
0: uh,
2: uh, isn't that the one about the the bored chick that's actually kind of hot? No, that's twelve. <laughs> twelve of nine. <laughs> Wait a minute,
3: we're doing right math. Math now. <laughs> Seven, nine, twelve. Whatever it takes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a really good movie. I watched the short um, film me and my wife did a couple of years back on YouTube. And it had no talking in it. And it was somewhat kind of boring yet entertaining at the same time the short film was. And then when we found out that they were making a full feature length film, it was kind of excited about them watching it. It's really good. Um I don't. This is definitely a post-apocalyptical movie because there are no living humans in this movie at all. It's just little ragdoll robot things
1: and robots. So yeah, that's I've heard a lot uh, of mixed stuff on. I heard it looks really cool, but I'd I'd heard people that weren't real wild about the movie itself. But I haven't seen it myself yet.
3: It's really good. It looks good. Um, It's really good, but. And then, other than that, uh, I've been watching the Tick, uh, the <laughs> live
1: action, the live t- action one. Spoon. Yes. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Yeah.
3: I love the cartoon. I just never read any of the comics. Yeah, that's
1: the that's got the guy from uh, Seinfeld, Putty. That's, yes. I love that guy and everything <laughs> he's in. It's fucking hilarious. It's like Patrick something, ain't it? I remember his.
3: Yeah, record. Patrick. I don't know. I call him Joe Swanson because that's what I know him for the best. <laughs> family, uh, but, yeah, that's all I've done.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I actually, I, for some odd reason, I really ripped through the editing really fast this week. And uh, so I had a bunch of free time this week, and I watched a shit ton of movies. But uh, I'm only going to talk about a handful of them here. Uh, one of the first ones I watched was a Dean Martin classic, Matt Helm. I don't know if you guys ever watch any Dean Martin movies. No, no. It's brutal.
2: Oh, Not unless I'm being drugged and tied up in a basement. <laughs> well, I, this, uh, this no.
1: goes right along the same lines of why I like Heston, because the guy is such a douche. Oh, my <laughs> fucking God. And this movie is fucking hilarious. You can tell that this movie had to have been one of the major influences for, um uh, what do you call it, uh, Austin Powers. Because, I mean, it's literally like Austin Powers. It's, it's a 1964 version of Austin Powers. And you could damn near scene for scene take a lot of these shots right out of that movie. Damn. It's pretty entertaining. But yeah, yeah it's definitely it's another one that you're you're gonna need somebody else to watch it with. If you watched it by yourself, it's probably not gonna be very fun. Next one was I noticed Howard the Duck was streaming, so I watched Howard the Duck. Yes. It's been a while since I watched it. It may have lost a few points with me. Apparently it's not as good as I remember. <laughs> It's it's still a fun movie, <laughs> and it's definitely a different movie. You're not, you know, it's not. The story is pretty plain, but uh, the way they go through it, it was was entertaining. Yeah, you know, and Howard is just such a cool character. It's it's just a fun movie to watch. Got a young Tim Robbins in it, Leah Thompson. Undead will get to experience that this week. Yes, he will. We'll hear about it all next week. Ooh, hey, uh, another another one. I finally I've been trying to catch up on some of these westerns. That Dan's always talking about. And one of them I decided because they were, uh, was it Horror, etc., was doing a Sam Raimi breakdown.
2: Oh, you didn't watch The Quick and the Dead, did you? I watched The Quick and the Dead. Oh, so sorry. I thought you
1: liked this one. No. Oh, okay. Now now I don't feel so bad because I ended up giving it three stars because it had some stuff I did like. Yeah, Leonardo DiCaprio. That's the biggest
2: impression I got from it. No, I mean, it, it. Sharon Stone He's- does a good job. Russell Crowe does a good oh, job. Yeah. Everyone does a good job. But the problem is is that the it's a stable full of of really good thoroughbred horses that don't know how to run a race. And that's Raimi does a shitty job of directing this movie because yeah. he can't Yeah. He cannot take these high caliber actors and make them do the things they need to do. And the story just it pisses all over itself. It's running down its own leg. It's trying to the wipe up toilet paper. The, the characters just waffle.
1: Yep. Yeah, it, it's especially horrible. Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's character is like whoever is flicking that goddamn lighter. I'm not flicking. Somebody is flicking a lighter.
3: No, I put the lighter away. Turn
1: this podcast around, and we're going home. <laughs> oh,
3: what <with> Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: um yeah but yeah sharon stone just waffles through, and she's one minute she's the total badass the next minute she's crying all over herself and it's like oh my fucking god it's like a light switch on her and that's i actually for me the two weakest parts of the film were sharon stone and russell crowe i thought dicaprio did a good job oh god i can't think of his name now hackman uh, i liked hackman i like hackman as a bad guy you know hackman does bad guys yeah,
2: good he, he really doesn't do a a bad job in anything but the problem with the, with uh, the quick and the dead it's not the acting it's just what happens with them mo- I mean you look at a movie yeah. it, there there's so but many think- examples of, of top-notch performances that are wrestled out of good actors and this is definitely not one of them
1: no and I even like the 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 plot idea mm-hmm. you know the the little contest was it was a cool enough idea I think what they needed to do though is they needed to go because he kind of made it like a video oh uh they kind of made it like a, a a comic book, you know, but only kind of. You know, had they just gone balls to the wall comic book with this, almost um, Sin City style, you know, if they would have just thrown it, you know, up again, or if they would have just went total comic book start to finish, I think this movie would have been kick ass. But yeah. they tried making it classic western meets comic book, and it didn't didn't work. Like I guess there was there was some stuff. It's worth seeing once, but
2: yeah, nothing I'd it's ever. definitely not one. If you want to see a good western, you know, besides anything Sergio Leone, I mean, he just did not put out a bad western. But if you want some really top notch ones, um, you should check out like Once Upon a Time in the West, which is definitely one of Leone's best movies ever. Um, a, a more recent one would be The Proposition, which you can get on streaming. It's it's. A really really heavy western. Um, even the 310 to Yuma remake is good. There's a movie with uh, Viggo Mortensen and uh, Ed Harris called um, Appaloosa. Promises. No, it's not Eastern Penises. No, no Appaloosa <laughs> is, is really worth watching. Uh, Broken Trail is another really good one. Um, there's one you got to watch out. You know, there, there's a lot of the the newer westerns really are are potentially crap, but uh, those ones are really good. Yeah. All right. And of course Unforgiven. I mean, that's you know, you definitely gotta add to your crazy. When there was
1: Unforgiven played on cable the other day, which kind of got me back in a little Western mood. Yeah. Um, next one I watched was Vertigo, the Alfred Hitchcock classic. Nice one of the few Hitchcocks that are streaming. One I'd never seen before. And it's this is one of those it's a slow paced movie, but it's a deliberate movie. The pacing, while it's slow, you're usually pretty interested in it. I still could have shaved this down to a shorter runtime, but uh, I, I liked it overall. The story is really solid, and uh, just seeing um, what's his name, uh, Stuart, seeing Jimmy Stewart in a movie that isn't fucking uh, Christmas Carol or whatever the fuck you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary. Then I watched. Uh, I finally watched Gamers from the guys that made Darkness Rising. Ah, good. Yes, yeah. finally got around to watching that. That was fucking hilarious. That one was good, it, too, yeah. It's definitely a different type of movie, but a, along the same. Yeah, it's in
2: the same characters. Um, you know, if, same, you like, if, if you a, like Jimmy Stewart and Vertigo, you really need to check out Rear Window if you haven't already seen that. Because I, I, I think his think performance in that is a lot better. It's not oh. streaming. That's I, I was just being lazy all week, and
1: I was just watching whatever the hell's streaming. Vertigo was, I think, the only one that was streaming, so that was the one I flipped on. Um, something or uh, the problem with Harry is streaming. If anybody wants to check that one out, I give I'd suggest everybody check that one out. That one's a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so I watched gamers. That was entertaining. Streaming uh, COD uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs was on. comedy has <laughs>
4: <laughs> been a Good while since I watched that.
1: Yeah, Spaceballs. The, the shorts. And then uh, last night I watched the movie Monster Camp, the one about the Larpers. I don't know if you guys have seen this oh, one.
2: Oh, man. Is that one yeah, streaming the- too? Yeah. I'd <laughs> just document. like to point out, oh. as a player of Dungeons and Dragons, that LARPers are a different breed of people. And I would just they like to say in no that ways reflect upon people who play Dungeons. For <laughs> anybody who would like to know what Dan's non
1: podcast life is like, no fucking way. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, all the hardcore no World of, of Warcraft guys. This is what they do on the weekend. <laughs> the eyes, all by. It's, it's So it's, fucking it's, wrong. It's a good documentary. I mean, these guys are—they're definitely. It's what they do is not anything
2: I would ever do, but it's—it's it's interesting because no guys one does what larpers do except for people with some form of clinical psychosis. They are well, fucking. Hey, what's yeah, it yeah, called, yeah, Rhino?
3: One the trial LARPing.
2: monster camp. And as you, uh, you, you feel for them because uh, these guys,
1: you can tell that every one of these guys, uh, none of these guys have ever been
2: in the popular wait. group. No, you they've know? never <laughs> been late. Yeah.
1: well, Aside there's one the of,
2: time when they banged their mom's couch when she was away at work, they have never <laughs> been late.
1: But, you know, it's kind of the story of these all these oddballs finally finding a community where they can just be oddballs with each other. It's, <laughs> it's a good story. I, I liked it. You know, it's... there was almost some emotion there but there's no hearts of gold in this no hearts of gold so I'll give that one a definite recommend and you'll get a a lot of fucking laughs out of the way these guys act they're definitely nerds that was it I did end up watching uh, the the original Star Wars trilogy just uh, for something to do too but nothing really to talk about there if you haven't seen Star Wars you're a putz (laughs) so that's what I've been watching uh, do we want to do our recommends, Dan?
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with um, Samurai Fiction as my recommend. It's a samurai movie unlike any other, and uh, even with a couple of minor flaws, it pretty much nails every point that a samurai movie should, and more. It's way out there. Awesome. Don't Let the Black and White Fool You is a modern movie. Jay?
0: Yep, I'm going to have to go with Ong 2. That movie is nice. just a Ass kicking movie that just fucks everybody up in the movie. So,
3: all right, undead. Well, I'll go with knots and no, I'm serious. (laughs) Seriously, I'm going with nine because nine's pretty kick ass, uh, especially if you like post apocalyptic movies or if you just don't like looking at CGI
1: people, but you want to see. I don't think any of us do like post apocalyptic movies, it's
3: not
2: our genre, no.
3: I, I swear I can't stand. What, them. Is, I mean,
2: what is a post-apocalyptic movie? What's that about? What's going on in those? It's this
3: bullshit where they think that the world's going to end or society's going to collapse, and you know no, that,
2: that's pre-apocalyptic. Movie Obama, well, yeah, the, those are the documentaries, the preparedness films. I watch those all the time.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's the movie where Obama didn't get elected.
1: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you'd think I would have been better prepared. I don't know what I want to. Which one I'd recommend out of all these. I would probably say if you're going to watch something streaming, go ahead and check out Howard the Duck because I don't know how much longer that one's going to be streaming. I think that's kind of a short-term one. So I'd probably say Howard the Duck. And that, uh, that's a show. So that's about hey, what are we up.
2: watching next week?
1: Oh. Uh, that would be your pick, Dan. Yep.
2: What are oh, we watching you, next week? Dan. You already?
1: Yep. No, yeah. I- you're after me. You're my oh, number shit. two. Do,
2: Your are my it, favorite
1: turn. There doesn't <laughs> have to oh be God. a
2: Chi-Li 2 does there Dan? Electric no, Boogie. I, I sure <laughs> hope not, man. I, I would definitely not want to watch it if there's well, damn, I thought I had one more week before So give me just a second. I'll look at my instant view thing. Do we want to uh just turn the show ourselves. over for a second? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this is the unprepared I mean, show. I was going to kind of suggest <laughs> that we uh we watch The Quick and the Dead, but I don't think I can like enforce that. I would say no. Movie, like <laughs> torture no, there actually, is um, Market too,
4: <laughs> which is actually
1: no, I know what good. it
3: is. Let me. I we know got two more
1: we weeks before we have to kick undead off the show. <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it's a three-star movie. That one pulls it up. Ugh. 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 Uh,
2: I am going. I am going to go with uh, Eden Log. It's a sci-fi kind of thingy that I've tried watching a couple times, but I fall asleep like in the first five or six minutes. So I'm not sure. The ends. Eating (laughs) vlog. Yes, eating vlog. It's a (laughs) scat film. It's uh, two girls, one cup, and it's all their reactions
1: to an eating vlog. You know, for a scat film, though, it had a solid plot. Probably some of Heston's finest acting. <laughs> <laughs>
4: but
1: yeah, that's uh, it. Oh, that's Eden Log. Eden? Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe I can find All right, find so me. we got Eden Log <laughs> coming up next week. Okay. We got Undead is going to watch Howard the Duck. And somebody else gets the movie bowl. Somebody else gets the movie bowl. All right. And, okay. uh, yeah, um, we should probably give our address and whatnots.
3: P.O. What box.
1: Okay. <laughs> If you'd like to send us, us if, you,
0: if, you'd
3: like,
1: if you'd like to
0: send us an email, send like
2: it to a name Barack Hussein Obama. God
0: damn you! <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys, go ahead, Jay. What, what's hold me back? Go ahead, just, <laughs> if you'd like to send us, an email. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> All right, one more. If, okay, you ready, beep. If you'd like to send us right, now, email, you guys
1: quit interrupting him so we can get this done. <laughs> you couldn't resist, could you, Ryan? Uh. <laughs> you had to do it. Alright, we promise we'll be good.
0: <laughs> okay, if you'd like to send us an email, tell us what you've watched or what you might recommend for us to watch. Send a- it Shit, if you just spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Movie night podcast at hotmail.com. Hey, Jason Spitter. I, I
1: resent that. <laughs> I'm a pitcher.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Well, where I know do you pitch or catch? I don't play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married. I've been married for 17 years. I don't play yeah. I Uh what far?
2: Right. he just he just practices in the dugout. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> Perpetual. Pat-
0: <laughs> what is our website where they can link off to our forums, <laughs> undead?
3: Uh, That would be since I'm looking at it. I'm going to still stall. Uh, (laughs) That'd be movingnightpodcast.wordpress.com. All right, all
1: right, (laughs) all right. If you want to leave us a voicemail or anything, somebody leave us some shit here. Otherwise, we're we're just not going to post this anymore. (laughs) We're we're just going to listen to it ourselves. (laughs) You want to give us a call? It's two zero six four
3: six one nine. Kermit the frog.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like Lemmy humping Kermit the Frog.
2: Hey that's sure, what we gotta do. Sure, we gotta sure, send sure. a little message out to Sam and ask us ask him to do a you know a Fozzie Bear kind of intro like for us. Ralph the dog. <laughs> oh nice. <laughs> well
1: that's I actually I got you guys will hear it uh, when the the show comes out but I got another little part to add to the intro so I got oh, nice. a line out of space balls you guys I think he will get a kick out. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, oh. Nice but I wish I Ice was, Pirates were streaming. That would have been a way better choice than Eden. Log. It was a while Ice back. Pirates. Did they pull it? Yeah, I think they. Yeah, pulled they it. did. Oh, yeah, me. I love Ice Pirates, man. I watched that movie so many times. You like Butt Pirates too, don't you?
4: No.
1: I probably yeah. killed everybody's ears with my. Hey, hey, you guys, give me a minute here. I gotta. I'll be yep. right back. Oh yeah. <laughs> you
3: don't like you think people who want to LARP are mentally deranged, Dan?
0: Oh fuck yeah. I want
3: to though. I've
2: never I have never met LARPers that are in any way mentally stable now, LARPers, whatsoever.
0: Is that like the same thing like they were doing on role models?
2: Yes. That's what they were doing yeah. on role models. But that's, intense, that's the real LARPers are nothing like that. Real LARPers are fucking crazy. Really?
3: Fireball! Fireball! <laughs> no, wait, No, it's lightning bolt, isn't it?
2: The guy. Okay, you, you've been to like conventions and stuff before, where they do like Star Trek conventions, and the people who dress up in their Star Trek uniform, or yeah. like say wear Star Trek uniform to jury duty. Yeah, larpers oh, make those wow. people look normal. No LARPers shit. Are fucking weird. Damn. And then, I like just... my first introduction with larpers was was from the uh, vampire and werewolf games. And D&D LARPers are fucking crazy, but the okay. LARPers for Vampire and Werewolf are way fucking crazy. Vampire and
0: Werewolf. Is that the one that has like a vampire book, a werewolf book, then there's a right. mage book?
2: Yeah. Okay, because yeah. I, no
0: one... I, I have the vampire or the werewolf book. Oh
2: yeah, I've, I've played both of them, but I would never do the LARP. The LARP is well, fucking see, crazy. See, that's my problem. I got
0: the book, wanted to play it, and then never could find anybody to play. So I've just
2: got the book that sits in my shelf. <laughs> yeah, they're they're excellent games. They have a lot of story and stuff like that. But the LARPing is just it's something entirely different, man. They, I think I'm I don't too know. lazy to LARP anyway. So
3: I want to be active. <laughs> that's
2: not yeah, that, that's not what it's about, though. I mean, when Larpers do it, it's I don't know. It's just wrong somehow. Well, have you,
0: you just, seen that movie that he was talking about?
2: No, I've seen a bunch of other stuff that's talked about stuff like that. There's a. One of the big larping groups is uh Nero, the New England role playing organization, and they've got some other documentary about those guys out there and that's this and, is and, this is a chapter this is the Seattle chapter of Nero yeah that's, that's pretty out there i i am actually ashamed to uh to admit the fact that my uh, aunt, and uncle and like their entire extended family do Nero stuff, and I just I shake my head in shame because they used to be normal we lost Jay here. Ah. Uh. And I was just
1: gonna make a funny, uh, first, funny comment about Dan's family he's reunion. He's trying to
3: call in, I think. His, or are you calling him? I'm calling him. Oh, okay.
1: Oh, for anybody still listening, Jay was having a lot of problems while we were watching the movie too. He's he's got some cable internet issue things. Probably the weather, the wind, because he's close. pretty close. Even, for him. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, even early on when we were watching these before we did the podcast, Jay was always having some
2: issues with staying connected. Hey, that's not me. I shaved this morning. <laughs> that's my fucking shirt. Ah, good thing
3: you
1: said something. <laughs> I can't just start doing this naked.
3: I tried it and then oh, it no. still hits no, my no. chest. I don't feel. I don't know. It's weird. I got to wear a shirt because I don't feel too. Uh, Inclined to speak to other people without a shirt for some reason.
1: <laughs> I'm getting yeah. ashamed of my fat body. I got a bad feeling we may have lost Jay for the night. Aw, yeah. During the movie, we lost him. Oh, here no, he, there he is. <laughs> Let's try this one more time. All he had to do was complain about it. Now he's back.
0: What the hell happened?
1: I don't know what the hell happened. Oh, back? I Jay. don't know. Uh, yeah it just seems to have kicked me off (laughs) yeah that's weird it's like you were talking shit about me and all of a sudden you were gone (laughs) like there's a lesson to learn there but I'm not sure what it was All alright I think we could probably wrap this up anyway I think we've got our content for the week yeah I think so everybody wants to sign out here we'll start with you Dan
0: Apocalypse Dan signing out J Dirty catch you later on dead muffin later
1: all right. See everybody next week.
2: See you guys later.
3: Toodles.
2: That's <laughs> a wrap.